Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. What a busy Saturday night. How you doing tonight, Torres? I'm doing well, Arnie Spanier. You know, it's crazy. I, I was actually out of town for a few days this week and really tried to disconnect and unplug. And so over the last couple hours, as I started prepping and reading about plans for basketball and the NBA and baseball, it just got me so fired up. I'm so happy to be here. I hope you're doing well. How was Vegas? Did you have a good time or what? I mean, is is the sky blue? Is <laughs> is Arnie Spanier a bad well, at prognosticating? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Is, first of all, was sure. it? It's not like old days, though. I mean, was well, it weird? Was it tough? Was it was it crowded? Did, you drove there, I'm assuming. We did, so, yes, yeah. Okay, so I must have not have been as much traffic as usual. I'm assuming, or what? Yeah, I, I would say this. I was telling the guys. Um, so it was definitely weird when you first check in, and and they do ask you, sir. You, you know, because we were staying on a Caesar's property, and Caesar's was the first ones to require. Uh, you got to wear a mask if you're right. on our property. And so at first it feels really weird, but uh, then the beverages start flowing. Uh, there's, you know, you don't have to wear a mask at the pool. And obviously if you if you have a beverage in your hand, you can kind of maneuver the mask. So it, it felt weird for the first, you know, 20 minutes or so. And then it's just the sun, it's it's the cards, it's the gambling, uh, and it felt pretty much back to normal. So yeah, had a good time. Did you win any money? Did you? You know, we really didn't hit the tables that much. I mean, it was just so. Well, what the, what's wrong with you? You're it, the only guy you know that goes to Vegas and hey, we didn't hit the tables. You know, that much. you know, it's actually really funny. So my buddy, you know, he's like, all right. Uh, black or red? And I was like, black, I guess. Sure, whatever. He goes, all right. Sure, whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He goes, all right. Well, we're going to pour. Yes, no, no, no. Right. He goes, and he pulls out a, a, a bill. I won't say how much. I'm not, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he says, this is, it's going to hit black, and we're going to, this is going to buy our first round of drinks. And I said, okay, sounds great. Put it all on black. Puts it on black, it hits. Before I can even pull him off the table, he put He's, it down on black again, and he lost our money. So of course, so the, you can't the, you can't walk away. You just can't do it. So that was uh, the extent of the table games. But yeah, no, we we uh, I'm not a huge I'm a huge sports gambler, which I know we'll be talking oh. about with all the sports coming back. But uh, other than that, um, you know, we really didn't hit the tables. It was just it was so nice. It was so uh, it was really hot out there, but it was just so nice to be at the pool. We were there. You you know how I get. You, I'm there. you, you keep saying the pool. Is you talking about the topless pool? Is that 
that the pool that you went? Or you were, or you prefer not to answer that question? Do that; it could incriminate you. Uh, we did not hit your the topless pool, <laughs> which uh, you know I'm not saying we wouldn't have it. Just never no, no, really crossed not. our minds. No, so absolutely not. I bet it didn't. No, and honestly, <laughs> Arnie, you know how it is. Once you sit down, that first uh, cold beverage hits your lips. You know, you don't, you don't, you're not thinking about much. So it, it wasn't. Uh, it didn't immediately come to my mind. But we did not hit the topless pool. No. All right, it's Saturday night. It is a busy night. So much going on. We actually have a lot of news uh, going on in the world of sports. No games, but still a lot of news. You want to be part of the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. So go ahead and get on in now. The NBA schedule came out, Torres. And I'm not going to go ahead and break down each day or anything like that. But the first thing I want to ask was when the schedule came out, were you like, Yes, this is for real. You're feeling good. You know, um, did you go through it? Were you like, okay, which teams have it harder? Which teams have it easier? Were you not that excited? Did you say, okay, the schedule's out, but it's well, we still got a month to go, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to chew on it slowly. I, I mean, what was your first reaction when you saw it? Uh, it was actually um, my first reaction. Honestly, Arnie, was this: is that you know, I, I personally, everybody that listens to the show every week, I've been a little critical. The NBA took too long to get back. This and that. Right, right. But I bring it up to say I think this bubble thing's going to be fun and I think it's going to be cool and I like how uh, they're kind of reimagining the NBA as we knew it where they're going to be playing four, five, six games in a day starting right. at one thirty Eastern. I like the fact that we get Lakers, Clippers, quote-unquote opening night even if, uh, you know, who knows how much everybody will play and all that stuff. I like, I give the NBA so much credit. It's clear that not only the health stuff, the safety stuff has put a lot of thought into it, but the actual on-the-court product I'm actually really excited to watch. First of all, I did not know that, you know, earlier in the day when I was watching Twitter and somebody said, oh, I can't wait to 7 o'clock to see the NBA schedule. I go, is that tonight? <laughs> I said, no, I'm serious. Yeah. I, I had no idea that on Friday um, they were going to release the schedule. It was like the quiet release. Hell, on the NFL, we wait like a month for them to release the sure. schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't know either. I didn't know yeah. either. And like I said, we were kind of just sitting there, uh, you know, having a drink. Uh, and I looked up at the TV and, you know, the, uh, our competitor was talking about it, talking about all the games. And I said, wow, this I think is actually going to be pretty cool. Um, you know, I did go through the, um, not so much through the lineup, but just which teams got it easier, which teams got it harder. Um, I think there was only a couple, a handful of teams. I know the Celtics were actually one of them that got an easier road um, than they first had if this was the regular season, of course. But I, overall, it didn't make much of a difference. I enjoyed I was looking at the times, and this made a big deal to me, Torres, probably not to you. But the final games of the night sure. started 9 o'clock Eastern. You and remember, I, we were talking about that. I go, where are they going to put the Lakers? How are they going to get the West Coast, the East Coast? I think that's, that's the best of both worlds. Now I don't have to wait up till what, 10.30, 10.45 to tip off. I get the game at 9 o'clock, done by 11.30 latest. And you go to bed at a reasonable time if the game's close. I, I think that's fantastic. I love that the last game's 9 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, and I think it's going to be pretty cool living on the East Coast here. And listen, I'm fortunate, but I am I get to work from home, and I think there's more people now working from home than ever before. People are going to be able to have on an NBA game in the background at 10, 30, 11 a.m. Yeah. as they do work from the home office. I think from you that, guys on the West Coast. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's going to be really fun. And like I said, when I actually saw it on paper, it got me really excited. I said, I think this is going to be really, really fun. Fun, and I'm actually looking forward to it. And like I said, it's it's great. And I give the NBA so much credit. A lot of thought went into this schedule. When you were thinking to yourself, this is going to be a lot, a lot of fun, 
you weren't thinking this was going to be a lot, a lot of fun if all of a sudden the coronavirus spikes, though. <laughs> then all of a sudden it's not going to be a lot, a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Um, how are you feeling about that? You feeling better than we were last week when we were arguing about this? Worse? Um, I'm starting to okay. think that there was a lot of different ways that this um, quarantine, I guess is that the word I'm looking for, in the bubble can be uh, certainly exposed sure. when you have workers coming in and out, you know, uh, people that work for the for Disney World coming in and out. Um, I- I'm still not sure, but they're going to go ahead with it. We'll see what happens, you know? Yeah, and, you know, we went back and forth on it basically for all three hours last week. And, you know, you and I have uh, different concerns. I mean, we're going to be talking about this all night like we will for the next probably six months, eight months, whenever, until we find a vaccine about what is safe, what isn't, all that stuff. Um, But I I think the NBA is doing everything they can. But as we talked about last week, and you might disagree, I think that like so many other places across the country – they just they got to get back to work, and it's going to be as safe as it can be, and hopefully there's nothing crazy happening. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I looked at this, and it got me excited. I'm like, okay, you know, I know it's still a month away, but now it was something that I needed to see because, I mean, we still, you know, we're waiting for baseball. We're still waiting for the NHL. There's no schedules for those uh, sports. So once the NBA came back and, and gave me a schedule – Something to look through, you know. Okay, who's going to play the first games? Um, Lakers, Clippers, and um, who has the harder schedule? Who has the easier schedule? What about Zion? Mm-hmm. I was, I was. It didn't take me long to get all in. I'm still a little bit nervous about what happens once we get started, but it didn't take me long to get all in after looking at the schedule, though. Yeah, absolutely. And that was another thought I had too: is that this is going to be a great way. And I, I think so. And I've been kind of back and forth on this, and I do think the NBA will be eventually hurt when football comes back. But I think these first two or three weeks, we're going to be so clamoring to have some kind of sports that I think the ratings are going to be great. And you know what else it's going to be? It's going to be a great platform, I believe. We always talk about, Arnie, you know, we talk about this so much. How many guys are truly marketable stars in the NBA? Is it three, four, five guys? Is it 10, 12, 15 guys? And the listeners have different opinions, all that stuff. I think it's going to be the opportunity for America to learn a Luka Doncic, you know, get to know Giannis better. I think diehard NBA fans know Giannis, but I think the casual fan, there's going to be nothing else. They're going to want to watch sports and maybe they're going to get to know, like I said, the Luka Doncic is a John Morant, those kind of guys. I'm really excited for that part too. What wins the TV war? The eight games left in the regular season in the NBA? Or Major League Baseball, the start of the season, which, you know, let's face it, it's like opening day. I know it's kind of weird because we only have 60 games. Or straight to the NHL playoffs. I I don't know, the NHL playoffs, a lot of people are into that. They say it's the the best playoffs in all of sports. But then again, opening day baseball, um, I'm not so sure NBA is going to, you know, take over right away during that eight-game span. Yeah, it's really interesting, and I think it's another great point for Major League Baseball is as as long as it took for them to get a plan in place, um, I think people that July 23rd reported start date, I think people are going to be clamoring for sports, and if it is Nats-Yankees, which uh, DeSager told us earlier unofficially it will be, might be the first chance to get to see uh, you know, Garrett Cole and pinstripes or whatever. So let's, I, I'm just really excited. Like now having a plan on paper, it be, it becomes real. It feels real. It will certainly be different, whether it's in empty arenas, gyms, or baseball stadiums, but I'm fired up to have it all back. You know, we always get a lot of tweets. We get a lot of reaction, um, especially when I was reading Twitter once the NBA schedule was announced. 
it wasn't quite the reaction I was looking for. Sure, people were picking it apart and saying, you know, which teams got the the benefit, which teams didn't. You know, we'll probably go over that later on. Not that that's a big deal right now. I just we have a whole month for that. Sure, I just want to I just want to get to games. Um, but I didn't think people were as excited and pumped up when that came out. Maybe it's just the uh, the fact that we've gone so long without sports and we're still a month away, but it wasn't quite the reaction I was looking for. I thought more people were like, yeah, that means NBA <laughs> is definitely coming back. So I feel good that the schedule came out, I guess is what I was looking for. Yeah, I don't know if it's um, if it's just – you know, I really didn't hear much about that this was going to be an official, like, announcement, right. you know? And so – if people knew, you know, if if the NBA really presented this the way the NFL does, where you build it up for a week, two weeks, three weeks, maybe it would have been a bigger deal. But yeah, I was kind of surprised. It just kind of came out, and there it was, Lakers-Clippers first night. Um, but I think people are excited, but I also think people are, you know, you talk about being on social media and stuff, I think people are away, they're getting out during the summertime and all that, so maybe that was what, what went into that. I can't wait to see... Um, can LeBron turn it back up on yep. and, and, and can the Lakers pick it back up where they were? Um, what's going to go with the Clippers? Is there a team that's going to come not so much out of the blue, but a five, six, seven, eight seed that just all of a sudden they had a bunch of young kids and they're like, Hey, hey this three month layoff, that piece of cake, we're, we're feeling good. You know, maybe that's the way to go. If you got five young kids who are like, we were, thank goodness we're out of quarantine. We've been, you know, we've been cooped up. Let's get going. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's the way to go. I, I got a, I got a feeling though. We're going to be seeing a lot of craziness, upsets, long shots. I guess in baseball and. Uh, the NBA. I, I I could possibly see a team coming out of nowhere to win the NBA championship. Though. Really? So you think it could be anyone other than Lakers, Clippers, Bucks? No, it still could be the Lakers or Clippers. I look. I'm not crazy about the Bucks. It's, it could be Boston. Um, it, it could be just about anybody with the way things are going now. Now in baseball, a little bit different. We'll see who gets off to the, the fastest start in those 60 games. But I think it's a wide open NBA championship. As a matter of fact. I think the Raptors, percentage-wise, has a better chance to win the championship than the Lakers do, and so does Milwaukee. So, obviously, you know, that goes with the East Coast compared to the West Coast, but the Lakers are certainly not the favorite right now mathematically. Yeah, well, and I just think it's going to be so interesting um, to see exactly what you said. How long does it take players to ramp up? You know, can't is LeBron, Kawhi going to be a thing on that first night, or the teams, you know, or the coaches going to kind of take it easy, all that stuff? So there is so much to talk about and so much to think about in terms of what these games are going to look like and how different it's going to be. But I am fired up, man. I really take the am. unders, by the way. <laughs> well, the only reason I say that not only because it's going to be weird shooting because nobody's in the arena. Um, the referees are not going to have to feel the uh, right. the uh, referee. Are not going to feel the pressure to call fouls all the time with the crowd screaming. So, and I, um, I think it know, could hurt momentum too. You know what I'm saying? Like that team that goes on that 8 10 12 0 run, 12 2 run at home, they're not going to have that crowd behind them. All right. You want to jump in? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Uh, when we get back, the NFL, is there an ulterior plan there? Is there a contingency? We'll get to that next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, you see, include your FICO credit score. and Checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Busy Saturday night. Um, like we said, you want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. By the way, Torres was a little mad at our bosses uh, the other day. You were. You were mad oh, yeah, at them. Yeah. About well, what? You know, Don Martin, Scott Shapiro, everybody out there. Okay. I, I don't know you should be airing this out on air, but go, go ahead. You're probably, I probably shouldn't be airing it out on air, but, uh, uh, well, this is, I already started. They ran a little advertisement for us. It says Fox Sports Radio Weekends, and they had me as the catcher. I saw this. I mean, why am, why am I the catcher? You do kind of have a catcher's body. No, short, no, why, I'm, 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 look, I'm the leader of the weekends. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, I, I, I did send the leader of the weekends. I did send Look, if this was a football team, I'd be the quarterback, okay, on the weekends. <laughs> well, we would be in last place if that was wow! the case. So that's unfortunate. But, but when I sent something to the boss, he goes, you're catcher because, one, we needed an everyday player. You bat 323. You have 15 home runs and 43 RBIs, and we just got the season going. You lead the team in hits, home runs, RBIs, and batting average. So I, I understand why now I'm the catcher. I wanted to be like the shortstop or the or the pitcher, but they made you the pitcher. And I understand why, because you're more like part-time, so that, like a pitcher is. You know? Part-time. No, I bring yeah. the heat. I'm the Max Scherzer. <laughs> uh, I only have to work once a week to, uh, to oh, for, my, what it is? for my presence to be felt. Uh, I am the Max Scherzer slash Garrett Cole of this staff. I and am. why is you know why is Jonas the shortstop? I'm the best athlete too of everybody on the weekend, and Are they got you? Hartman in center field. Hartman can't catch a cold, so I I, <laughs> I'm, I don't know what the heck, but I guess I'll have to take it. I don't want to be too hard on the bosses. I'll. I'll take the catching. How did you? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting graphic for sure. But I am the pitcher. Uh, the 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 I don't want to say everything centers around me, but when the ball's in my hand, you know you got confidence that I'm going to deliver. So all right, I want to get to the NFL. You know, I was listening to Dan Patrick on Friday. He said that he heard of a contingency plan about what the NFL came up with. They won't admit it, but they have a contingency plan just in case they had to cancel the first four weeks. Now, I had talked about, or we had talked about that a while ago, um, thinking that maybe for the first four games, there weren't going to be any divisional games, and they would Mm. be able to move those first four games to the back of the schedule, if you remember that, Aaron. Um, That really didn't turn out that way. I didn't see the contingency plan. Do you think the NFL... Uh, has that plan? Is that obvious? Are we going to have to use that? Or is that just for the worst case scenario out there? What do you think? Yeah, where where I would stand on this is frankly what we've been saying, Arnie, man. We've been saying this since the middle of March is that I think we have to be uh, prepared for basically unprecedented times across sports. I'll tell you this. I, I heard something interesting. I don't know if yeah. you saw this. Did you see what Bruce Arian said this week? No, no. He said that he might quarantine his third string quarterback 
from the rest of the team because he was like, if Tom Brady gets sick, uh, you know, and he's going to have to miss games, you know, we don't want to have to pull somebody off the street. So uh, the the second stringer automatically has to be quarantined because he's been standing next to Brady. Is that the way it works? Well, not necessarily, but that was kind of the thought process is if they're in the film room, all three of them, you know, they have three quarterbacks on the roster, you know, they're all in the film room together. It's more likely that it could spread, blah, 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 blah. But like, I only bring it up to say, I just think everybody, first of all, I think it's insane the thought process probably by these football coaches specifically about how they're going to have to manage this they cannot be in a bubble like the NBA right right um and so I think I, I think everybody's thinking about all kinds of stuff but I will tell you and I do believe it is we have to be ready for crazy unprecedented things that we have never seen before in the world of sports this coming what, fall what worries you most about the NFL is it that just the game of football alone with the tackling is spread is going to spread the virus or the fact that there's going to be that so-called alleged second wave yeah. that could spread the virus. Um, you know, because the college kids are more worried about than the NFL guys. That's a whole nother story. But, um, you know, those are two things right off the bat that could go ahead and shut down the NFL for a little bit. But they, it's going to take a lot to shut down the NFL, yeah. that's for sure. No, I agree. I think the biggest thing that would concern me is exactly what you just said, Arnie, is that the second half of the season – will really be, obviously, look, when the NFL ramps up is October, November, December, and we play football, um, you know, in New York, in Philadelphia, in Northern California, in Seattle, in an open-air stadium. And so I think that's the part is that I think we're already going to be hitting cold and flu season. You're always, you know, always, uh, you know, kind of just paying attention to things at that time of year anyway. And then on top of this, we have this new, obviously, virus that we've never had before. That's the part that would work. Not so much the beginning of the season, but more the end of it. Yeah, I'm, you know, fan wise, would you feel comfortable going? We'll get to this later on too. But would you feel comfortable going back to any game? Uh, you know, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, any of them, or what? Uh I would be com- comfortable. And I now I will say too, though. Well, you go back to the gym now, don't you? Or no, you have not gone my, back. My gym actually technically opens on Monday. Oh, okay, um, okay. But yeah, but you, are you going to go back or? Uh, well, I've been wor- I mean, I've been enjoying working out at home with the wife, to be honest. So, okay. um, but I will say this is that I would not have a problem with it. But I'm obviously look, I'm young. They're probably my guess is that there's going to be social distancing at stadiums. I don't think it's going to be you know eighty thousand people at Heinz Field or you know wherever Lambeau Field on a Sunday night. Um, so I would be okay with it. But I totally respect any person that's just going to say, you know what, I'm just going to stay home this year. You don't think there's going to be that? Many, I I do think they'll be like that in the NFL. You think it's going to be full stands? Well, I can't say full, but aren't the first eight to ten rows going to be? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So let's you know forget about that for a second. Um, after that, I think we'll see the what fifty, sixty, seventy thousand. I you think, think we'll so. See, yeah, I do. Even though they kind of walked back, what was it, Texas and Florida? Yeah. I think there's other places they're not going to walk back, and you know what the you know it's all about the money, Aaron. I mean, yeah. come on now. Whenever you watch a, a police movie, just follow the money, and you'll sure. find out who the criminal was. Um, this is all about the money. They, you know, you you heard about how Alabama football is worth two billion dollars. Yep. To Tuscaloosa, how could you pass on money like that? It's insane, you know. Yeah, well, and I think that that is kind of the reality of this whole situation. Is is especially especially these college towns, even more so than the NFL, the economy that comes with this. And that's why they're going to try to do everything they can. I don't believe that there is going to be full full stands to start, not after what we've seen the last couple weeks since these states have reopened. We're seeing spikes. It's being talked about everywhere. We don't need to get too deep into the weeds on that. But, you know, if you had asked me, 
say three or four weeks ago, I thought it was trending in the right direction that we yeah. would have a, a good percentage of the fans uh, of the the stands full. I don't know that I believe that right now. You're right. I don't, we don't want to get too much into the numbers, but I'm just curious on a general basis. Um, now that we're a week later, do you feel better with the way the numbers are going? Because they are the deaths are still pretty low, but we have new you know high. Um, uh, new uh, people coming down with the virus, but it's not resulting in hospitalizations and deaths? Or is it worrying you because all these new people coming down with the virus? You know, I think what it's doing... Like it, Clemson. Have you seen what's going on with Clemson yeah. football? My goodness, man. Well, what it's reaffirming is what we already knew, which is that this is a very contagious illness that you don't have to, you know, you go to a crowded bar, you go to this, you do that. It's very easy to get exposed to it. I think we knew that in March, we we came to that realization when this thing first hit. And then we, we, we did flatten the curve. There was those, that two, two and a half months where everybody was at home. And I think what we're realizing now is it's just more contagious. I don't know that I feel better, worse, this or that. I think it's just reaffirming what we already knew. Aaron, I know you're on Twitter. I, I saw that latest lady that was thrown out of the market because she wasn't wearing a mask. I'm looking at people like that freak out. I'm like, we have no chance to go to games. Um, if people are going to go to games without masks on, I I mean, we can't go to a market now without people, you know, going at each other. What's going to happen when we go to a game? You know what I mean? Well, if they say you got to wear a mask to get into the stadium and you want those tickets bad enough, I would think most people would. Now, the question becomes, again, say SEC football, 100 degrees with humidity. Is that safe? Is it not safe? I'm not a doctor. I don't have the answers. I, you know, my personal opinion, people can disagree. I do believe masks are very, very, very important. But, you know, I'm not the one that has to make that tough decision. Like I said, at a 100-degree football game, all that stuff. Jump on in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. MLB is back. We'll get into that. Oh, we're hitting the NBA, NFL, MLB coming up next. But first, our first check-in tonight with Steve DeSager to see what's trending. What's going on tonight, DeSager? Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. By the way, State of Arizona did set a record today for hospitalizations for treatment oh, of COVID-19. It set the record that was... Uh, well, Wednesday was the old record. So Arizona is one of the states you may have heard about Texas, North Carolina, yeah. South Carolina as well. But Arizona is one of the states where it's just not doing well. As we say every weekend, every state's different. Every community's different. But for that one, and that is an NFL state, uh, not so good. You know, you talk no. about Vermont. It's not just small, small population. But only, we, pardon if I say it this way, only about 50 people have died from this virus in the state of Vermont. Arizona, yes. it's 1,550. We, so, our new, our new uh, cases were, was two today. We had two. Two new cases two in your state. Two new cases today. And they let you know exactly what part of the state it is, if it's near you or not. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's probably those darn foreigners <laughs> driving into your state. Right? Oh, boy. Don't get that started. Don't, don't start with that, huh? Uh, I can announce that Australian Rules Football is on FS2 live Ooh. again tonight. Just started about 11 p.m. Eastern time, and FS1 has a game overnight, I've read, early Sunday, 4 a.m. Eastern. So these games are live. But currently, Brisbane Lions 21-6 to over Adelaide, for yes. crying out loud, live on FS2. Yes. There's going to be a NASCAR triple header on FS1 tomorrow. This is a first. Three NASCAR National Series races held on the same day at the same track tomorrow because we had the Truck Series rained out today. So we'll have that made up at 9.30 a.m. Eastern tomorrow on FS1, then the Xfinity Series, and then a second Cup Series race. They're trying to make up the schedule for obvious reasons this year. There was a Cup 
Series race at Pocono today, won by Kevin Harvick, his third victory of the season. The pole sitter, Eric Almarola, was third. Again, triple header of NASCAR on FS1 tomorrow. Under Armour is trying to break its deal with UCLA. A 15-year contract worth potentially $280 million, the largest apparel deal in college sports. What exec thought that up? I got a great idea. (laughs) I got a great idea. They saw the Nike contracts, no doubt, and said, let's just top that. And they did. And now after uh, buyer's remorse, they won out. In fact, Under Armour, the way they put it, we have decided to discontinue the partnership. That's past tense. UCLA did not uh, come out speaking in past tense. The New York Yankees reportedly will open the season at Washington next month. The Athletics said MLB's short schedule for this season for all the teams likely will not be announced until next week, although it says the union has signed off on it, but teams have to review it and finalize the start times. Of course, the NBA finalized its plan to restart the season on July 30th at the Disney Complex in Florida using three small arenas. No fans there, of course. 22 teams were invited back. They'll play eight games each to finish the NBA regular season. The complete schedule out last night includes Lakers Clippers 9 p.m. Eastern time on the 30th of July. A maximum of seven games per day in Orlando. Tip-offs between noon Eastern and 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, you get the Laker game at 6 o'clock, huh? Love that, which was the prediction here a couple of weeks ago when you asked. Three courts for games, two of them used for national TV. Now, the schedule of eight games left in the regular season for each team was, they say, based off the remaining games from each club's old schedule. Remember, this season's NBA schedule, each team had under 20 games left in a full regular season, but... We're playing fewer than 82 games each this year. It'll be about 72 each. Dallas will play 75 by the end of these eight. The league says it worked together with the union to prioritize health and safety and provide a flat po- platform to address the social justice issues as well. And the Women's Soccer League today started its month-long tournament in Utah, the first team sport in this country to return to play. All the players wore Black Lives Matter shirts during warm-ups, all knelt during the anthem, all knelt before kickoff in a moment of silence, all wore black armbands in the game. North Carolina, the two-time defending champs in the W. NWSL scored late to win 2-1. to one. And Brendan Todd is the golf leader in Connecticut. Two strokes over Dustin Johnson. Back to you. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio. It's easy to save 15% of more car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier? Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. This came into my private email that Ooh. says, Charlie says, Torres is talking good sense this week. Thank goodness. So, yeah, you were kind of a little <laughs> bit nonsense last week. So, we, we're uh, glad that you're back on track, Torres. Welcome I was back. the one talking nonsense when you uh, said. We just said. We just said When that. you said we couldn't bring back sports as you went Didn't to lunch. The, no, you yes. said it was too soon. You said it was too soon to bring back sports as you went to lunch that day out. And your 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 waitress was putting her life on the line by serving you. So, um, and by the way, they're listening to us uh, here in my state, uh, out in Rutland, Vermont. Oh, give a new shout affiliate out there, one hundred point one FM. So, a little shout out to is that a new affiliate? I'm big in, um, I don't know, but I'm I'm big in Vermont. I'm I'm there's only four or five fav- famous people in Vermont: Ben and Jerry, uh, Bernie, uh, myself. 
And that's that's pretty much it. That's, Rutland, that's, Vermont, sixteen thousand yeah. people. So shout you out! Fun, to, you making fun of my peeps out here or what? There, absolutely not. I'm just saying it's pretty cool. They got a little. So they got they that. <laughs> it, honestly, it is. It, uh, you know, we take. I, I can't speak for you, but sometimes yeah. I feel like we all take for granted this job. But to be oh, able yeah. to reach all fifty states, people across the country, it's 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 awesome what we get to do. So absolutely. shout out to Rutland, Vermont, by the way. Uh, MLB has me worried um first of all i I think what it has me worried the most is getting everybody on the same page working out starting fresh obviously because they started their spring training but they had to come to an abrupt end now they got to pick it back up they haven't played any games i could see this being a high scoring early part to major league baseball i don't think the pitchers are going to be on path and I'm also wondering, are the pitchers only going to go starting pitchers like three, four innings? Are they going to go a little bit longer because they only have to make 10 starts this year? I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but I think uh, we're going to see some sloppy baseball to start the season. That's for sure, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I would think that it's all systems go. And so, you know, if there's ever a year to, you know, not worry about pitch counts, you know, I I, I always joke on this show, Dave Roberts going to that big encyclopedia that he keeps in the in the dugout with him. If there's ever a year to just let your guys play and leave it all on the line, this feels like the year. It's a very short season. It's a very small window. We've talked about it uh the two of us to Sager the last couple weeks is when it looked like we're going to get this small season, every single game is going to count. I would think it'd be the exact opposite. Yep. Um, I do want to get this because um, Sham Sharana yep. uh, put this out on Twitter. The NBA and the NBA PA are planning to allow players to replace the last name on their jerseys with statements on social justice. What do you think about that? Um, you know, at first thought, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of old school. I like the names on the back of the jerseys, and I thought that maybe they were going to put a, a patch on the front that said Black Lives Matter or hashtag BLM or something to that. Um, if this is a permanent thing, I don't know how I'd feel if it was permanent, but I'm not against it because we do put advertising on jerseys. Things are changing. Um, we do nicknames once in a while, right? We do that also. I don't know if it'd be. Uh, I don't know if it'd be so bad. Maybe take a little while to get used to, but I don't think it'd be so bad. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I'm trying to think about this off the top of my head. I mean, on the one hand, look, when Kyrie Irving, you know, had that call a couple weeks ago, it was clear that he wasn't the only player that felt like, hey, if we go into this bubble, we're going to get away from the conversations that are moving this country forward. Okay, so I get that. I get trying to find that balance but I also do feel like at the end of the day the games I you know it's it's like we talked about this for two years with the NFL with the kneeling and all that stuff it was almost like at a certain point the kneeling I don't want to say it took away from the game but it almost became a bigger part of the conversation than the game itself and I don't know does that happen is that a bad thing I don't know I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around this and think about it right now so I want to know from the from the listeners out there what do you think this is of course just coming down now down the down the wire if there is such thing as a wire <laughs> um Aaron underscore Torres I'm in stick genius one according to Sham Sharanya uh the NBA and the NBA PA are the NP uh, players association are planning to allow the players to replace the last name on their jerseys with statement on social justice. That's what sources have told The Athletic and The Stadium. Um, you know, 
it could be a good thing. That way we just don't kind of forget about what this country has been through the last couple of months, and it keeps all the Black Lives Movement to the forefront and has everybody still thinking about what's going on, you know? Yeah, I just, I I think it's like, I, I get it. Like, I get why they're doing it. It's just, you don't, I, I think we're going to go to basketball, baseball, the NFL, college football to get, a, I don't want to say to get away from the real world problems. There are real issues right. going on in the world right now, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be talking about them. I just would worry, does it become bigger than the games themselves, which some people would say is a good thing. I'm not I'm not saying that. But there are a lot of people that do just want to sit down and watch an NBA game uh, and, and get away from what's going on, not have it reminded to them during the game. You know, so I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to process this in my head, how I really feel about it. I think, like, like something had to be done. The NBA said they wanted to support their players in this movement. Does it take too much away from the game? I guess we're going to have to wait and see. You know, Aaron, we do have to look at this every way when we bring up a topic. Sure. And the way I look at this, I mean, look, we have to look at stuff, wins and losses, um, how it affects the game, how it affects the players. I do know this. Can you imagine if the NBA, and they do replace the last names, I think NBA jerseys will skyrocket Hmm. and people will be running out to buy – so many people's jerseys, I don't even know where to begin. And I don't even know if you could buy, let's say I want to buy a LeBron jersey. Do I have to have LeBron's message on the back or can I come up with my own message? I don't know. But I certainly see a lot of people running out to buy jerseys for the NBA, that's for sure. Yeah, and I would think, like, obviously, if, say, LeBron had George Floyd's last name instead of his own uh, over that number 23 for that Lakers, that probably becomes a pretty hot seller. I I do think you're right on that. Yeah, absolutely. You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Um, wait till I tell you about a story about one NBA player. You are going to flip. And we'll talk about fans going back to the game. That's coming up next. Hour one just flying by right here on Fox Sports or Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, see, include your FICO credit score and Checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Uh, be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Pete says, I like the player's name above the jersey. Maybe we could have the message below. And Caleb wants to know, what happens if it's a conservative? Can you put pro NRA? Yeah, I'm not thinking that's what this is all about, though. Um can't you have any message you want? Suppose somebody's pro-abortion against uh, or, you know, not. Uh, yeah. Flat tax or no. You know, I mean, what, well, and, I mean, Can you imagine? It's really going to get political. And that's where it's really hard to strike the balance is, um, you know, is all that stuff. By the way, I saw a funny one with J.R. Smith coming back playing for the Lakers. Somebody said he's going to have legalize it on his. I think well, we all know what they're, what he wants to legalize, but uh, but I thought that one cracked me up. But no, I mean, it and it, it is – 
It's an interesting conversation, right? Because the NBA, to their credit, they said from the beginning, we understand these concerns of their play, of our players. We want to help. We want to help continue to move this conversation forward. But I also, I can see the gray area, as some of our listeners point out. You know, suppose it is a direct message that the owner is against. Um, Great point. You know, how's that going to work out? And suppose it takes away money from his pocket. Um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Also, I do want to get to this. Did you hear about Jabari Parker uh, from the Sacramento Kings three days ago? He was one of three Kings players that test positive for the coronavirus. Um, Alex Len, uh, but he healed, all contacted the virus. That was three days ago. You heard about that, right, Torres? I did, yes. So imagine our surprise uh, if you and I were walking down Chicago and I said, hey, Torres, look over there at the tennis court. That looks like <laughs> Jabari Parker playing tennis without a mascot. And you say to me, my goodness, that is Jabari Parker playing tennis without a mascot three days after coming down with the coronavirus. What the heck is he thinking? What is he thinking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I at first I thought this was a joke until TMZ reported it. And I'm <laughs> That's like, what you knew was serious. Yeah, well, I'm, well, I thought it was kind of people were kidding around, and he yeah, was like playing you. tennis at home or something like that. I mean, really, what are you thinking when you see everything that's going on? You're a professional player, a basketball player, and you still go out with the virus instead of staying at home and quarantining yourself. That's insane. It's a great point. It's a great point. And I, what I do think it speaks to is fair or not, I'm not saying my opinion is right or anything like that. I think there are a lot of young people that, as we've talked about, they're not afraid to go to bars, they're not afraid to go to this, they're not afraid to do that. I don't think it's a good thing. I think that's why we're seeing spikes. I think we should be wearing masks. But I do think Jabari Parker speaks for a large percentage of the population that, uh, you know, if he's not feeling sick, he doesn't want to stay home. I think it's wrong, but there's a lot of people like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, can you still have that opinion after you see what's going on with the Clemson football? Or Forget about Clemson. How about just any team in college football, it seems like. Um, Can you still have that attitude after we've seen so many of the younger kids over the last week or two come down with the coronavirus or what? No, I mean, I, I think it's wrong. I think if if you have the virus, you should be quarantining and self-isolating and you should not be out and about. Um, But I do think that there's a lot of young people that I I think what's different with Jabari Parker, why why he's wrong in this case is because he has tested positive. Um, I I, I do think there are a lot of young people that think, oh, like either I'm not going to get it or I'll survive or I'm going to do this or I want to go out to a bar and have a good time. But no, that's he's in the wrong if that's true that he was out playing tennis. And like you said, it is true. So Sacramento said we are aware of the report. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine having to be the coach of all the things you can worry about right now. You got your boy playing tennis out there. Unbelievable. It says we are aware of the report and we're gathering additional information. We have no further comment at this time. So there you go. We're going to do the full investigation. (laughs) Other than just why don't you pick up the phone and ask him, are you playing tennis Tennis on on Sunday or Saturday in Chicago with some guy? Because TMZ said you were so pretty easy to find out especially if we got footage of it you know I mean, come on unbelievable now. yeah no i i actually uh did not see the update i saw he tested positive yeah i uh, did not see that update and yeah no there's nothing else to say it's it's rude it's inconsiderate rude inconsiderate i mean i don't want to be you know you know over crazy there but it could be life-threatening if you gave it to you're the right. wrong person no, and right. what about who he's playing with and you didn't you say that it could get on the tennis balls or um, 
you know, stuff like that, or or no, that's that's not how you can pass it. I'm I mean, not even sure. Yeah, that. we've seen so many different reports that say different things. The point well, being, well, they said they were wiping out footballs, basketballs, gotcha. everything, right? Yeah, the, the the only point that matters is that he's in the wrong. He shouldn't have been out. He should be staying home, like you said. And I don't think you're being overly dramatic. Yeah. Is that he could be putting people at risk? All right, hour one just flew on by. Hour one in the books. You want to be part of the show? Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Uh, we'll come back. Get ready for hour two. We got to get into that Clemson story. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. I'm like the Johnny Bench of the weekends, the Mike Piazza of the weekends, right? Would you say that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough obscure catchers to. Oh, Johnny Bench, what's wrong with no, you? No, no, no. I was Hall trying. Of Famer. To, I was trying to think of the one that you actually are, oh, not Gene Tennis, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, so. Yeah. So if I was a pitcher, like John I, Stearns. So like I'm like probably I would say the Garrett Cole, oh, Young Clayton Kershaw. I can't uh, think of an appropriate... Um, I think you'd be Snell, right? I gots to get mine. <laughs> no, no, stop. Guy's a jerk. No, because I was going to say, if we could do a catcher equivalent for you, it would yeah. be like uh, Dan Plesak. Like, I don't wow. know. Who, like, who's the backup catcher on the Rays right now? That's wow. kind of where you fit in here. So, You're yeah. crushing me. By the way, big, big exciting news here, the Spaniel household. You, okay, uh, go ahead. You know the TV show or whatever, the... Movie uh, Friday Night Lights. Have heard of it, yeah. Yeah, they they do that obviously on you know football and all that. What goes on on Friday football? A new movie is coming out. It's the same thing as that. A, a movie from your house? That kind? No, 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 no. Pretty no. scary. It, I got the email from the producers. Um, it's going to be the same thing, but they're doing it on hockey. Really? Ho- yes, and they're looking for sixteen or seventeen to twenty-four-year-old hockey players. Um, especially some goalies, uh, who I happen to know one of. Matter of fact, my son. No so, way. Um, no way. For real? Yeah, this is for real. So um, he has to send in a video, a headshot, a picture, um, and they're looking for two goalies to be on the main. You know, it's like slap shot kind of be on the main team, like the Charleston Chiefs, and then a couple goalies for some of the oh, other seven or eight different teams out there. I thought yeah. it was like a documentary, so it, it's a no, live, no, no, live no, action. No. no, this is like you have to be an actor. And stuff like that. Oh, yeah, this is like a, you know, this is like a movie type thing. This is not a documentary or anything I'll, like that. So. I'll tell you this. I've never seen a picture of your son. but no, I He's ser- a good-looking guy. He's just like me. I was going to say, I hope yeah. he got his looks from his mother. Wow. Because uh, otherwise, you know, they might, you know, I don't think he's getting yeah. that part of the way. Well, he's, he is a goalie. Um, he is 22. Um, and he is good-looking. I don't know about the acting part, though, but, you know. Um, he's done acting before, so. So how about this? It, he's been well. I was gonna say he's been in Daddy Daycare with Eddie Murphy. Was so, he really? Yeah, but he was only like, what, like six, seven years old. You know what? Didn't gotcha. have a, oh, know, a little story. child Didn't star have a there. Speaking part. So, so, so real yeah. quick, have I don't know if you've looked far enough ahead on this. Um, is so is he a scholarship uh, athlete or no? No, he's not on scholarship. Okay. So, yeah. like, would that be an NCAA rules violation for no, him to take that part? I don't think so. It may be for some of the Division ones, Gotcha. Um, which is a good point. And, you know, 
A lot of them, are, it's going to be during the hockey season. But we'll see what happens. We'll take it I'm one at, day at a time. Like I said, he's a good-looking kid. And can you imagine if they make, like, another slap shot type movie and my kid's in that one? You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. It'd be a classic that I'll probably <laughs> never see. But, uh, no, I was thinking, imagine with all this stuff uh, about NCAA rules and, you know, changing the uh, rules, getting players. Shea Spanier is the one that puts it over the top where, where he's the one. I was just thinking how funny that would be. Pete says, Artie, you could do worse than being the Ray Fossey. Of the weekend. Stay well. That is Pete out there. Yeah, Ray Fossey. Catcher oh, I know who he is. Yeah, Pete yeah, Rose. Yeah. 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 But I'll keep you updated and let you know uh, how it works out for That's my awesome. son. That's Congratulations. Uh, well, no congratulations. He's got to try out. You know, they First, they'll decide on video and how good looking you are. So, um, he actually, he's in gold wearing a cowboy hat in one of the pictures. So, We'll see. We'll gotcha. see how that works out. All right. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Um, and I'm not kidding around when I ask you this question. You saw what happened to Clemson. I don't even know how many was it the last couple of days. What was it like another 14, 15, it was It's 30, what, 34, 35 total um, of their players that came down with the coronavirus. Um, and I'm not kidding around. Is this good or bad? You know, I know there's people going to be listening going, what are you, an idiot? You never want somebody to come out with a life-threatening disease. But then again, um, the death rate of this, we find out, is certainly a lot less than we thought. Is this good or bad that all the kids are coming down with it now so they could stay quarantined and we could move on with life and move on with sports? Or is that a bad attitude to have? I don't even know what to, to think about that, Aaron. Well, I think the question becomes this. And the the issue is, is that as we kind of talked, we've talked really for weeks about, but there's so much information out there and it all yeah. contradicts itself and we don't know what is true and what isn't. But I think that right now we believe that once you get the illness, it's kind of like chicken pox. It works through your system. You know, hopefully, you know, nobody gets sick, nobody dies, all that stuff. But right. but, but once you build up the antibodies, that it again never becomes a problem. So I think if young, healthy athletes are getting this illness and developing the antibodies and we know that come actual cold and flu season that they're not going to be susceptible to this, I think that's a good thing. But I don't think that we have enough information to know how long the antibodies work. Is it really going to work? Or is the kit, you know, is the defensive tackle that picked this thing up this week, is he susceptible to getting it in a month or two? What what happens when we find out that months later on down the road after you've had this, even though it shows nothing to begin with, that it shows the legions in your lungs and stuff like that? You don't have an answer because I don't have an answer. I, yeah. You know, I, I mean, my goodness, God forbid something happens to one of the student athletes. Then what, Aaron? Then, um, my goodness, you'll have to shut it down. Well, yes, these kids, these kids um, at a young age – they seem to be handling it a lot better than the older crowd, but that doesn't mean there's not that one or two kids that it affects in a different way. I think there's a larger question to be had here that I yeah. haven't really heard an answer to, and I guess it would maybe depend school by school. But what are they going to do with the common student that catches it? Are they quarantining those kids? I mean, That's how a great ca- question. I have no idea. Yeah, and so that becomes my bigger question is, yeah, it's great that we're keeping the- – do, do you kick them out of school and make them do um, – online school for two weeks i I don't know and i think yeah and i think that be and but then again you know can you can you really clean every room can you really sanitize every room you know and so that's the that to me like that's the big question that nobody's talking about i have seen a lot of schools i believe university of texas is one that is requiring students on campus to wear masks so i think that will certainly help really 
I believe so, yes. There's okay. been a few, and I think Texas was one of the first big ones to come out and say it. Um, but I do think, like, I think there's a lot of just, re- I just think there's so many big questions that we don't have answered yet. And I'll be honest, like I said a minute ago, um, I, I thought we'd be further along. I thought we'd have things better figured out. But I think the thing that we're learning is that we're still learning new stuff about this stuff all the time. NFL, college football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Um, which sport has the chance to be interrupted again or maybe for the first time? And I don't think it's so much when they begin. I'm worried about college football. I think that could be it because the other ones are paid professionals. Um, they make their decisions which ones want to come, which ones don't want to play. Uh, college kids are not paid. I'm, I feel like we're going to be a little bit more cautious with them than we would with the other professional sports. Yeah, and, and I think it's kind of a, a different conversation as well. I mean, listen, um, you know, uh, the NBA is in a bubble, so knock on wood, they will right. be able to minimize infections. Um, you know, the NHL is going to be in some kind of bubble-type setting. Baseball, no fans in the stands. Like I just said a minute ago, College kids are going to be on college campuses with other college students. And like we've seen already, and it's been a point of conversation, It's right. and it's a good point, is the second the girls come back to campus, all of a sudden it's a lot harder to keep those guys, you know, in the dorms, out of trouble and all that stuff. And so that to me is why I do think college football is the biggest risk is because I just think they're going to come across so many people over the course of their day I mean, it's just going to be crazy. It really is. Ohio State said they wanted 50,000 fans the first game. Did you see that story a couple days that. ago? I'm like, 50,000? Wow. That, that's certainly, uh, you know, high expectations for something we don't know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, and I, I have no problem with anybody um, having being optimistic, and I think that's optimistic. I think saying we expect or we hope to have at least half capacity, I have no problem with anyone being optimistic, but I can tell you behind the scenes, every school in America, like you said earlier with contingencies with the NFL, every school in America is figuring out all sorts of contingencies as far as are we going to play at 50%, 20%, no capacity, whatever. Um, but I have no problem with Ohio State being optimistic and saying they hope to get 50000 in the horseshoes. You know, something that kind of came in under the radar, and usually we don't talk about other anything other than D, D1 uh, schools, but you're from the East Coast. You've heard of Bowdoin, I believe. Um, and they decided that they're not going to have fall sports at all. Saw that, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to have fall, fall sports. They play with the NESCAC League, and I know people don't care about that. But um, it does go to show you that one university said, no, no, no. Um, we're going to go ahead and shut it down now. Basketball, um, maybe they could still start that, obviously, because that's more like a spring thing. But they'll start it right around Thanksgiving. So maybe that's still on the table. But they're going to shut it down. They don't want to take the chance and 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 do that. So well, that was kind of interesting to see other schools take the lead on that. Well, and there, I believe, couple one FCS conference said that they're only allowing their teams to take buses to games. Okay. And so some of them are playing FBS teams, including one is playing Hawaii, which don't know how much you know about geography, Arnie. You can't take a bus to Hawaii. No, you can't. <laughs> so are those the first games that get canceled? And, and listen, I, I I hate to say it, I do think games are going to get canceled. I mean, I saw our buddy Joel Klatt from Fox Sports. He said, I could see a scenario where Power 5 teams only play other Power 5s this season. Or do you think they'll take away the non-conference games? Is that what you're saying or what? I, I think it's a possibility. And I think the other 
other thing, too, which Joe points out, which is fascinating, is basically the Power Fives are the ones that have the financial ability to continue to test their players week in, week out, day in and day out. Does a school in the MAC, in Conference USA, in the Mountain West, can they afford to keep doing these tests? And if so, does a Pac-12 school, Big Ten school, ACC school want to expose their athletes to those players? All right, um, John uh, just tweeted in. Uh-oh, okay. Graduate of USC in biology. Okay. Uh, the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. He got his master's. Mm-hmm. So, um, Sounds so smarter we both, than... went, we both went to Ivy League. I went to Arizona. <laughs> okay. So yeah. mine's right up there with him. Sure. And John sends this to me. Uh, asymptomatic positive test means no symptoms. You are not sick. Your comment just now about... Could you still develop lesions in your lungs? Shows you how much you need to learn. Woo! If you're going to talk about it on the air, then studies, then study some immunology, and also how antibodies are formed. Wow, John came in after you hard, man. Now I slapped you around. No, I. But I did say this though: if you have it, um, you could still develop. They say you could still develop the lesions on your lungs. So I'm, I'm not sure where I was wrong on that part. Um, I actually have seen some x-rays on that. So I, is he saying that if you don't show symptoms, you can't get the lesions? Is that what he's saying there? And I, I do yeah. want to make sure I get this right because we both went to kind of Ivy League schools. <laughs> I mean, is that what he's saying there? If you, if you, Yeah, no, I think he, I mean, I can't study immunology in, in the next five minutes, so I, I need a little bit of help here. Okay. Well, I think what out? he's saying is, yeah. you know, we're talking about athletes who for the most part are asymptomatic, and so asymptomatic means you have no symptoms, right. so that would mean that the lesions couldn't happen because okay. you have and, no symptoms. But we were talking about the ones that came down, like the Clemson kids. That's where we yeah. started the topic. Now, they can get the – or any of the players, I'm not just saying just Clemson, but any of the players can develop the lesions – um, am I right on that, that have that have been uh, found positive for the coronavirus? Well, I think what, what he's saying is is that by definition, asymptomatic means that you have no symptoms. All he's doing is kind of correcting your grammar. So that's okay. not to say so, that people okay. that have symptoms gotcha. can't get that. But, but you know, what it speaks to, Arnie, man, is I still believe we are trying to we're, – we're all doing our best, okay? And that's one thing that has bothered me about this coverage. You know, if, if you're optimistic, you don't care about people's lives. If you're pessimistic uh, – you're a Debbie Downer. And it's just like, we're still learning every day. Our doctors are doing the best that they can. Everybody's working hard to find a vaccine for this thing. Um, but I, but to talk about where we're going to be six months from now, three months from now, asymptomatic, non-asymptomatic, football, baseball, we're all speculating. We're doing the best we can. We're educating ourselves. You and I are reading up as much as we can before we come on this show. But it is still speculation. We're still learning about this stuff every day. I knew I shouldn't have majored in sociology. What was I thinking? You should have gone to immunology. What? Why did I study immunology? What, did, what was your major, by the way? Don't tell I, me it was broadcasting. I was actually one of the few people in media that went to school for journalism. So, how oh you like my that? Good, what a uh. loser you are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> it worked out well. No, it's funny how many people get into this business doing something different. Yeah. Uh, but I did go to school for journalism. Well, I, I got into this because there was nothing else I can do. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been sticking genius one. Tom Brady had a lot to say this week. We're going to get to that next uh, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan Weiju over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, you see it includes your FICO credit score and Checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations apply. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Be part of the show at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. John got back in the USC slash Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania, MBA, you know, just like my school in Arizona. So what? I hate when you laugh at that. It upset me. But he says, no, the clips of players were all asymptomatic. It's a good thing. All 37 players will have the antibodies in a few weeks. This gives Clemson a distinct advantage come fall. So you were correct about that. They will be immune. Thanks for acknowledging my tweet. Cheers on that. So he's pretty much saying I'm 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 an Ivy League graduate and a doctor. Is, is I just want to thank John because sometimes it just gets exhausting smacking you around and own, owning <laughs> this space for three hours. So I just appreciate John coming in off the top rope. Um, but no, but I you mean, know, I could be. I want to just say I could be wrong. I'll tell you how I could be wrong. There was one young lady I heard. Um, had two had uh, got the coronavirus, got better, and then got it again. Yeah. But that's one person. They said there could have been a false test the first time. I I don't know, but you know, again, uh, you hear well, all kinds of stuff out there. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is that there's an exception to every rule, and it's 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 not funny, but it's ironic because you know, right. as I was going to Vegas this week, you know, my mother in law who loves me like a son, right? Uh, you know, found some report of somebody that yeah. was about my age that was in good health that that died from this, and I'm not saying that it can't happen or we shouldn't feel sorry for them or, you know, I, what, I'm not going to get up on my high horse and say whatever, but, you know, there is an exception to every rule. And so I appreciate John jumping in and, and um, you know, sharing that. And I guess what he's saying is that yep. the antibodies really do work. They stay in your system. And so once you get it once, you don't get it again. I'm going to defer to him uh, as a biology major and, a, you know, a, a, an, an immunologist. Yes. Uh, and I think that's a good thing. I think yep. it's a good thing if Clemson if everybody is getting this and hopefully knock on wood, uh, you can't get it once you get it the first time. John, my fellow Ivy Leaguer, so it's good to hear from him. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. Do you know Torres. what the Ivy League is? Do you, are, yeah. do you understand? Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, Princeton, Brown, Arizona. Um, there's, there's no Arizona in there. First right, of all, it doesn't Arizona. Even... I'm looking. I'm going to look that up. I'm efforting to look that up. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, okay yeah. I'm going to. I don't believe you. I think Arizona is in the Ivy League. You just don't know that. They do say it is the Harvard of, of Tucson. The Southwest. So, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Southwest. Uh, Tom Brady, a bunch of things on that. First of all, is he going against the NFL? NFL doesn't want him working out. Um, they didn't. They said they hope or wish you don't work out, but it's not you know a dead set rule on there. Is he wrong to do this? Is he putting his teammates in risk? Or is he trying to get the jump on everybody else? Do you got a problem with him working out with his receivers uh, of the last week or two? Well, he's certainly trying to get a jump. But, I mean, if they're not allowed to have gatherings. They're it... allowed, but, you know. Go ahead, they, go ahead. Well, they're allowed, but they they say they frown against it, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, no. And, I mean, I, I, I think, listen, there are, I think, the, the competitive people in sports 
They are going to do everything that they can to push the envelope to get any edge that they can within, I think, the rules and the laws and all that kind of stuff. And I think about all the things that have happened, um, you know, since this all started. I mean, I remember it was a big deal when this thing first started. You know, Nick Saban sent all of his players, I think it was iWatches, Apple Watches, because it did something to help them with something, and it was a big deal for a day. And so Tom Brady's looking for any edge he can get. Tom Brady also said you have nothing to fear, but fear itself. Um, is he just being a smart aleck, a cocky attitude, or um, does he have a degree in immunology and we just don't know about it? I'm, I'm not sure, but that kind of smacks like it's um, like he's above it all. Uh, I, I really don't like that type of attitude because we're, we're really this disease or this uh, virus doesn't uh, uh, you know doesn't uh, stay away from anybody. It goes after everybody out there. Yeah, no, 100%. And I just, it's just really fascinating to just see the, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, the yeah. reaction to, uh, to to all this. And um, he is going to do what he thinks that he needs to do to get a competitive edge. He is bringing the guys together. I know people are frowning upon it, but if it's within the rules, can we tell them not to do it? If, no. if it's not breaking a law, can we right. tell them not to do it? No, you can't. You can't. Now, are you wearing glasses right now? I'm not wearing glasses. Okay, no. open up your eyes for a second. Oh, okay. That's Ooh. Tom Brady spitting in the <laughs> eyes of Bill Belichick. Okay. Because Brady texted a coach on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he said, quote, unquote, football is fun again. That is a direct spit in the eye to Belichick um, when he says something like that. There's no doubt that their relationship was certainly rocky, to say the least, over the last couple of years. And what what chance does any other player have of being happy with the Patriots when the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady, the GOAT, six Super Bowl wins, nine Super Bowl appearances, he can't even go ahead and be happy in New England because of Belichick. I got to tell you, I don't, I don't. That's a bad optic for Belichick, not for Brady, but for Belichick. You know. Well, I, I don't think there's any doubt, and it was crazy because for so long, you know, you never really heard anything negative about the. Oh, Bill Belichick coaches Tom Brady like everybody else. He wants right, to be right. good. But you love up there, Arnie. The last year or two, it just felt like there were these little things all the time that kept popping up. That was like. I don't think those guys are getting along. And listen, I get it from Brady's perspective. Like you said, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. He does have all those Super Bowl rings and all those Super Bowl appearances. And you do, you don't want to be treated like the 53rd guy on the roster. And so I think it's going to be a fascinating year. It's so crazy, right? Because so much has happened since Tom Brady signed with the the Bucs in the larger world that I think we kind of forget. This Brady-Belichick thing is really fascinating in terms of who's going to win in the short term, who's going to win in the long term. But can Belichick win without Brady? Can Brady win without Belichick? He's 40-plus years old. They were ready to have him go. So I just think it's going to be so fascinating. And I feel like it was a storyline for like a week, and then we kind of moved on to other stuff, and here it is for – for, uh, front and center, and I believe it's going to be continuing that way into this coming season and beyond. You know, the Patriots do a, um, they have their, when they do their last practice, I think it's the last practice of the week, they do a um, practice uh, player or uh, player of the week. You know, whoever's been the best practice player, he wins the practice player of the week. Sure. Um, Tom Brady has never won that in 20 years. Really? Yes. Is that so, new? When did you, where uh, that didn't come out this week, did it? No, no, okay, that didn't okay. come out this week. But um, 
that's just that's just sticking it to him. You know what I mean? And you're not going to tell me in 20 years this guy never deserved to win the <laughs> practice player of the week. Um, that's just you know that's just Belichick being a horse's backside. I don't like it, and I promise you this: he's not going to go ahead and do that to Stidham because the first time he treats Stidham like he did Brady, Stidham will go in the fetal position in the corner. Anybody <laughs> would do that. I mean, you've you've got to handle these young quarterbacks with kid gloves, I believe. But I think Belichick's got to change his way a little bit if if that is reading between the lines when Tom Brady says football is fun again because obviously even even Gronk gave the attitude like football wasn't fun until now that he's got out to Tampa they've obviously are taking shots at Belichick there's no doubt yeah. about that Aaron. so and it's crazy because listen I think if Brady like whatever happens in Tampa I think his legacy is is established no one is questioning what he did and if he falls off a cliff at 43 guess what well, no right. one's surprised with Belichick listen he's the greatest of all time but I do still think there's a little thing where if they go 8 and 8 this year if they go 9 and 7 it's going to be like was this guy really that big of a genius or was it a lot of Tom Brady and so I think I'm not saying that we're not going to consider Bill Belichick the greatest coach of all time if he has two, three down years post-Brady relative to what they were. But man, oh man, it just feels like he is betting a lot on himself, uh, handing over the keys to Jared Stinneman, just assuming that it's going to be business as usual. And and we just got a text that Bake said, don't be silly, this makes Brady look like a vengeful blank. <laughs> um, do, Bake. Did we look at it a different way? Is does that true? Does it make Brady look bad? Or does it make Bel- I think it makes Belichick look bad, to be honest. Why can't Brady be vengeful? I mean, after everything that he... Listen, let's never forget. Bill Belichick was fired. Bill Belichick got let go with the Cleveland Browns. And admittedly, he went to the playoffs a few times. They probably shouldn't have been fired. But, you know, Bill Belichick wasn't Bill Belichick until Tom Brady got on the scene. And I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling vengeful after you give him 20 years and you were kind of treated on the way out the way that, that, you, did, that you were. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Are there really teams after Colin Kaepernick uh, a couple days ago? Yes. Today, not so much. We'll get to that first, though. Let's see what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager. What's going on out there, DeSager? Hello again, gentlemen. By the way, it was uh, The Athletic who said, as far as Clemson football, 37 positive tests this month for COVID-19, including 14 this week, but with no hospitalizations. And as far as the antibodies, the researchers have studied people who are recovering from this, and they found that the majority of patients who had COVID-19 19, even if it was a mild case, did generate antibodies. Mm. It's just not a hundred percent necessarily yeah. generated antibodies, and that everybody is different. Yep. And you know, you could have what they call high antibody or low in the future as to how you can battle a virus in the future. We do know people have tested positive more than once for COVID nineteen this year, weeks mm. apart. The lady in Colorado. See, that's what I said. That's what I, I brought that up. And also with Clemson or anywhere else, keep in mind there are a tiny percentage of such things as false positives. So you can't get too confident in all of this. It's I not, should have been a doctor. It's not really, 100% with the antibodies. It's not 100% that the positive test means. You see where we're going with this? Could you imagine if I was a guest, we're going to Dr. Spanier now. 
Like Dr. Chow, <laughs> Dr. Our, Fauci. The catcher on our Fox wow. Sports Radio baseball team. Johnny Bench. But here's the Johnny thing. Bench. If you talked and sounded the way you do, I don't know that we... <laughs> like, if you were really... Hi, breaking, I'm your doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come in here now. I, I hope you're not a like a Scalpel, kids, pedi- please. kids pediatrician. Be nightmares for those poor Scalpel. children. Scalpel. By ahead. the way, I yes. looked it up. I think Arnie Spanier is the Bill Bergen of Fox Sports Radio <laughs> because he was... The catcher in Major League history with the lowest career batting average. Whoa! <laughs> in, a, in a decade, he batted 170. He played almost a he thousand must have a lot games. Of home runs, though. A lot Two of home, home runs in almost oh. a thousand games about a hundred yeah, years ago. That's me to say, Arnie Spanier, those Bill Burr. Uh, those are Arnie's uh, batting Ow. averages on his predictions. <laughs> yes. uh, as far as college football, by the way, Phil Fulmer, who is Tennessee's championship coach, athletic director now. He tweeted this week, everybody keeps asking me if we're going to play college football with fans this year. He said, the truth is, Vols fans statewide can help determine that outcome. From Great now stuff. through kickoff, Great masks stuff. are a must. Even the NFL's chief doctor the same day said, we're setting up a very ambitious testing program, but testing alone is not going to be sufficient in the NFL to keep everyone healthy. It's vitally important, he said, to keep social distances, use masks when possible. We'll talk more about sports TV ratings in about 10, 15 minutes. I will say a couple of days ago, there was a match from England and the Premier League on cable. It got over a half million viewers in the U.S. It was on at the same time as ESPN2 had NFL Live. The soccer in Spanish on NBC Universo got 63,000 viewers. NFL Live got 59,000 at the oh, same wow. time on wow. ESPN2, just for the record. Oh, updating our FS2 game, by the way. It's a complete blowout for the Brisbane Lions, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I think they was, are so good this year. I had to it's turn that Aren't off, they, though? Yeah. And it's still early in the season. Boy. Yeah. No, I think it was 52 to 10 at the half, something. Oh, geez. The first score 100 on them. The first game of the day today, I looked it up, was 52 51 final. So this was a great game. A third quarter blowout at the time. And then there's going to be a game uh, FS1 in a few hours as well. The news on the Yankees multiple reports say New York will open the season at Washington next month at MLB's short schedule for this year. According to The Athletic, will likely not be announced until next week, but it's looking like Yankees Nationals in the opener. Players will start arriving at their training sites when. Wednesday. It's July 1st already. This oh, Wednesday. Unbelievable. Under Armour is trying to break its 15-year deal with UCLA worth potentially $280 million, the largest apparel deal in college sports. By the way, the NCAA for football recently approved the six-week-long workout schedule this summer, starting by mid-July. Many schools couldn't have spring football this year. Six mm. weeks, including all the film study and stuff at the beginning. And there's a NASCAR triple header on FS1 tomorrow because a truck series race at Pocono was rained out today. So that'll start things tomorrow 9 30 a.m eastern then the xfinity series then another cup series race the pocono 350 due to start 4 p.m eastern sunday on fs1 the cup race there today was won by kevin harvick a ufc victory at vegas tonight for dustin poirier by unanimous decision brendan todd the golf leader in connecticut by two strokes by the way jason day was barely in the top 50 this weekend in the tournament Shot 69 despite playing the round alone after an early virus test, which was negative, but he requested the test. The tour has had seven withdrawals this week related to 
coronavirus, which is notable because through the month until now, the PGA had had just eight positives out of its first 2,800 or so virus tests. The Travelers is the third of the tour's first five events back. No fans allowed. And the Women's Soccer League started its month-long tournament in Utah today, the first team sport in the country to return to play. And, of course, we have dates on the others. It's the NBA finalizing things last night and getting the schedule out. They'll restart in Florida July the 30th. Of course, WNBA is starting about 100 miles away in Florida. The NHL is going to be starting training camps in July. Baseball is set for July 23rd or 24th. We are getting there. Back to you. All right. Thank you, DeSager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com or give them a call, one 800 Nine four seven auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Of course, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Torres, you remember the uh, earlier this week, Pete Carroll was saying how teams were interested in calling him up, up about Colin Kaepernick. Um, is there interest in Colin Kaepernick? Because now we find out that no teams really, according to reports, uh, is interested in Colin Kaepernick. Well, I think time is still on everybody's side. And uh, listen, I think that there's an interest in him because of the fact that you can never have uh, too many guys kind of in the stable in terms of potential quarterback options. Listen, it's, you know, and I I heard somebody say this, and I believe it was Danny Cannell on the herd earlier this week with uh, Colin Cowherd. He said, not only are we going to have the injuries that we always have, as we talked about earlier with Bruce Arians, we are going to have quarterbacks get this illness And they're going to have to sit out games because of the illness when they're otherwise healthy. And so when I say that, yes, I do think there's interest because I think you have to be prepared for everything. And we'll see if uh, Kaepernick's on a roster once this season gets underway. With all the changes that we are making, with everything that has gone on the last couple of months, there's still not a team that has called them up and said, let's bring you in the camp and see what you've got. There's not one team that says, hey, we could see, you know, the prospect here and bring you in and you could compete for a job, not even a starting job, just a, a job on the roster. Nobody wants to offer this guy a chance to go ahead and compete to get on the roster. Well, I think they do, but I think, you know, like... Every- no, I don't think they do it because he doesn't have an offer right now. Well, I mean, how many teams really need a backup quarterback at this exact moment? How many teams have like four or five quarterbacks right now? That's what I'm saying. Well, but they could make him just one of the four or five and, you know, let him try out if we ever do have preseason football, which I'm not even sure about that. That's a whole other story, though. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what the interesting question is going to be is what kind of team would be interested in him? What, you know, uh, I heard Colin talk about this this week, but if you have a young quarterback, do you really, you know, if you're the Cleveland Browns, do you really want to risk uh, Baker Mayfield having a two, three, four bad game stretch? And then you're probably going to have to turn to Kaepernick. So it's just interesting to me the type of teams that would potentially be interested in him. I'm not going to ask you if he'll be signed by a team i'm going to ask you will colin kaepernick start an nfl game this year Ooh, that's see that's a great one because i won't even ask you if, he, if he'll play because if he gets on a roster and you know it's a blowout i could see him getting into a game um or who knows if there's an injury but will he will he start will he have said come into practice look so great and yep. steal somebody's starting spot. You tell me. Well, and that's the question, right? Is it stealing somebody's starting spot? Is he coming in um, a couple weeks because of an injury? What What is the situation? I will guess 
that he plays in an NFL game this year. I don't know if it is is as a starter. I don't know if he gets on a roster and takes somebody's job or if it's because somebody gets hurt or they get COVID. Uh, but I, I, I will predict that he will play in a game this year, at least. Well, we, do we have a problem if he's not given a chance? Is it just goes back to they're blackballing him still after all these years? Nobody still wants – or is it because that he's missed so much time? Nobody believes he could play. By the way, just because he was 3-17 and 17 in his last 20, and I hear people screaming at the radio right now, why don't you look what Hoyer was, the backup for the Patriots. I think he was 0-10 or 0-11 in his last 10 or 11 games uh, as a starter. So it's not like he was uh, tearing it down also, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm just really curious, um, you know, and I think there are real questions about, again, what type of team would be interested in him because if you really believe in your quarterback, I mean, there's going to be people clamoring for to give Colin Kaepernick an opportunity wherever he ends up, whether it's as a starter, as a backup, as a whatever, and I, I, I'm not saying he shouldn't get the opportunity, to be perfectly clear. All I'm saying is you got to be really careful because we know how this sport is, is that, you know, once your quarterback has a bad game, two, three, whether it's with a young quarterback a veteran quarterback that's coming off the bench people clamor for that backup I think it'll be fascinating to see what happens with Kaepernick there. can he still play can he still play I don't know I haven't seen him in three years I, I mean I think it's too tough to come back after three years I don't think it's as tough as everybody's making it out to be well I, we talked about this a few weeks ago but yeah. I mean listen the people that actually did attend that workout that he had said that he looked really good so to me so good that nobody offered him a spot but go ahead well, <laughs> I, I also think some of that was his own doing, and that was what I yeah. talked about that night. Yeah. Um, because, and I and I think we can have two conversations. Does he probably deserve? Does he deserve a shot? Not probably. He does. But let's also not uh, ignore the fact that he had a workout set up for him by the league, and at the last minute he changed venues. Um, you know, and only whatever it was, seven eight teams were able to actually get out and see him play. But to answer your question, I really don't know because I I don't know, and maybe you would know this, maybe DeSager would know. I mean, I can't ever think of a quarterback in football. Obviously, there's been other athletes, Muhammad Ali, et cetera, that took big uh, time off in their either late prime, mid prime, whatever. I don't know if there's ever been a guy that's been off for three years and then come back. And so I don't know. I, I can't say. We just never really seen it before. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius One. Who was the king of TV ratings in sports last weekend? Well, we'll get to that next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, welcome back right here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's check in with our, I guess he's like our bullpen coach. For the weekends, it's Steve DeSager. Are you on that list there, DeSager? No, just... of course not. Right, we'll make you our bullpen coach. But you're that? on the list, but still complaining that you even get mentioned by management. I'm not sure people <laughs> upstairs even know I work here. See, I was going to say, DeSager's like the Mel Stoudemire, like the pitching wow. coach. Like, like dude, that. he's just what got all the go? reports. You know what's going on. You got the update on everything. So pitched in the World Series himself, a lot yes. of postseason appearances <laughs> behind the scenes. Sure. By the way, Aaron, your uh, Colin Kaepernick reference, the first two quarterbacks that I could think of uh, for those who weren't with us a few months ago, uh, 
seems like that long ago last segment. It was Colin Kaepernick is going to turn 33 this season. Sure. Oof. So if he comes back, he will not have played since he was 29 with the San Francisco 49ers. Michael Vick missed two seasons. Great point. Great point. And yeah. still came back and wound up a starter with a couple of winning years with the Philadelphia Eagles. Wound yeah. up regular starter starting at about age 30. So he did come back. And Roger Staubach out of Navy. He had won the Heisman, drafted in 1964. Right. I love that. Never even came to the Dallas Cowboys for five years after the draft. And in fact, was not the regular starter his first four seasons in Dallas. He still had a 13-1 and record when he did start, but he didn't become the regular starter till about age 30 and then started the rest of the did decade. Did David Robinson come straight out of No, Navy? he was a couple of years, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. but he didn't, yeah, okay. So he, he had time off, though. not the five or six that Starbuck yeah. had, but you're right, that was wow. time off and then a Hall of Fame career. A younger, wow. granted, younger. It's not quite like these quarterbacks we're right. mentioning. You two, what would you guess was the highest rated TV sports event last weekend in the U.S.? Hmm. Granted that ratings are not great for pretty much anything these yeah. days for obvious reasons, but this was 3.3 million viewers, easily number was. one last Scrabble? weekend. Scrabble? No. I no. know what it was. It was it was obviously NASCAR with Bubba Wallace, right? No, it was really? the Belmont Stakes because technically wow. the NASCAR was not run until Monday. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh. The coverage on Sunday when it was rain delayed got 2 million viewers and they never actually started the race that day. So Fox did get two mil with that, and Fox got with the WWE two million if you consider SmackDown part of the sports TV ratings. But the Belmont Stakes getting 3.3 million, that was head and shoulders number one last weekend, but that was the smallest audience for that race in over yes. 25 years. I was going to say, they, I didn't think the ratings were going to be that good for, because they had the that was the first of the three this year. That's right, instead of the last of the three as exactly. it normally is. Still yeah. a June race, and last year's Belmont got close to 5 million viewers. But if you look at the other things last weekend, the golf final round for CBS, that was 2 million viewers. But some of the CBS affiliates had to leave because there had been a rain delay early and it took them longer to finish the round on Sunday. You know what I would love to see the Sager? I want the golf ratings with Tiger and without Tiger for the oh, last 20 years. it's got to be night Let's and day, see. man. Ah, it's crazy. Exactly. It yeah. The uh, NBC had a Premier League matchup with Liverpool, which wound up winning the title this past week. That That's got my team. One million, yeah, bandwagon. <laughs> one million viewers for that. Uh, Saturday's NASCAR Xfinity last weekend got one million on FS1. UFC on ESPN, the main event, got 900,000 last weekend. Jeez. Uh, Liverpool, the by the numbers. way, kind of like the L.A. Dodgers of England, uh, a team with a great history, with great moments in the past, but had not won the title in 30 years. Oh, wow, so you say the Dodgers are going to win it this year, my Dodgers. Well, some people thought they would win it at some point in the last three years, yeah. and they yeah. didn't. But, uh, yeah, standing by. You know, last time we had that strike-shortened season in uh, 1981, it was the Dodgers-Yankees World Series, as it turned out. So th that's the Vegas predictions, isn't it? The year of L.A. this year. Dodgers going to win it. The Lakers are going to win it. It's going to well, be crazy. Clipper fans just raised their hand and said, wait, we have an NBA team that's going to be playing yeah. in Orlando. What, wait, yeah? You don't like the Clippers roster? No, I do, but I'm I'm more uh, thinking that the Lakers, though the Lakers are like the third favorite to win it this year. Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect, yeah. honestly, once we get there. And you guys pointed it out just about first segment tonight, especially with no crowds and yeah, who's mm. to know what to expect. But as hey, far I said as, the referees are going to call less fouls, but they won't feel intimidated. They won't be to call influenced. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, last night, still, by the way, in England, celebration from the Liverpool Championship after these 30 years. And so police had to issue a dispersal order. <laughs> there was a joint statement from the Liverpool City Council back in Beatles land saying several thousand showed up yesterday 
choosing to risk public safety, ignore social distancing. Our city's still in a public health crisis. This behavior is unacceptable. We'll have a victory parade when everyone can come together to celebrate. But there was a building on fire and there were a couple of policemen hurt by bottles thrown and group of 100 throwing glasses and bottles. But there's human nature. Your first right. title in 30 years in Liverpool. Right. Crazy. All right. Thanks to Sager. Two hours are in the books and the power hours coming up next. Uh, Bernie Fratto coming up at about 20 past the hour. Stick around for that. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. This is Fox Sports Radio. Ah, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show? It's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, will join us in about 20 minutes from now. We'll check in, see what's going on in Vegas. By the way, speaking about checking in, Torres, couple of months will be my 25th wedding anniversary. You got any ideas on what I should buy my wife? I, I had an idea. I got a pretty good idea what I'm going to get her, but... Uh, my, I just inst- want to throw it by you to see okay. if it's a good idea. So my instinct here is you, you were a Seinfeld guy, right? I know they stole your whole life storyline yes, in there. Yes, But yes. there's the episode where George decides to do the exact opposite yes, of everything. He, yes, yes. My inclination is whatever you're thinking about doing, do the exact opposite I, of that, and she'll appreciate that. Well, I was going to get her a, a signed Dan Marino jersey. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. And, is and, that a good idea or what? Huh? And a size that'll fit you? Yeah. Well, that... I was going to frame it and, you know, put it up on my wall and, and my <laughs> man cave. I, I thought that would be a good idea. You know, I got to tell you, before we got married, um, the very first birthday my wife had while we were dating, she had a birthday party. And, of course, I'm the new boyfriend. We're dating for like three, four, five months. I don't remember what it is. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure on you to get the right thing. And she's a big Buffalo Bills fan. And I bought her a Buffalo, a throwback Buffalo Bills helmet. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's Unbelievable. The, that's yeah. That's the kind of reaction I got when she opened it up <laughs> and be like, "Oh, a Buffalo Bills helmet!" And people, and I hear people go, "Is that what he got her?" And then I hear people, <laughs> "They're not going to last another month." Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard people kind of you know m- you know mumbling around, and I go, "And we're going to Vegas," which wasn't true. I had to make last minute reservations because. You know, I felt like a knucklehead. That all I got, but I it wasn't. I still have that throwback helmet to this day, though. It's still pretty cool, you know. By the way, you know what next week or next Monday is? Next Sunday is? What is that? It's my one year anniversary. And what is what? That's what paper? Is that what that is? <laughs> I don't know. I just can't believe it's been one year, man. I mean, I think one year is paper. Mine is silver. Silver, okay. So I think I was going to buy her like a fork and a knife or something like that. <laughs> she does like to eat. So that's gonna... silver, right? That's what silver is? I thought you were... She likes to eat. You're so... You're <laughs> you're like a, a Who doesn't like to human. eat? You're Who a does... horrible human Why being. Why am I... A... Why, do you like to eat? I like to eat. What's the big deal? Yeah, I know. So I'll buy two forks, two knives, there's the silver. I don't know... I really don't know what to do with that. I, I mean, what, what am I going to buy her? Like a silver bracelet? I'll buy her... I don't know. I... Come on now. What am I going to buy that silvery? I don't know. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, like I said, I think whatever you are thinking about yeah. getting, just please do the exact opposite. Like a silver key ring? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you're I, awful. Wow. What, why How am did, I awful? What? So is, is, your, uh, is your wife just an angel? Like, what, like how is she with you? 
I don't know. I she figured, you know, what is she going to do now? Start dating again? She can't do that. If I was her, I would, but yeah, that's just me. I, so, so I, I asked her for a little help, and that's you know, I'm trying to get a little romantic here by getting her something nice, and you you say just do the opposite of what I was going to do. Yes, don't get the Dan Marino jersey is what I'm telling you. Please, I like don't. the Dan Marino jersey. So, sure. should I get her men's golf clubs? That was my second choice. <laughs> you don't strike me as much of a golfer. That feels I'm not like a lot of exercise. Yeah, yeah, it's like working out, being in shape. I know you hoop at the you know YMCA every once in a while, but yeah, I just I you know I I don't know if a lot of our listeners have had twenty five twenty fifth wedding anniversaries. Sure. So what they buy their wives? I don't know. Maybe I should buy her like season tickets to the Vermont Catamounts or something like that. There you go. If that's yeah. it, the Vermont yeah. Catamounts. Oh, I'm just you know I'm just trying to in my head just. I, I don't just know what she sees in you, man. But you haven't come out with a good idea. You're like, I don't know, 25 years, that's a long well, time. I did give nice. you a good idea. Do the exact opposite of what you were going to do. But I don't even so, know what that means, though. Maybe flowers, maybe a trip. Flowers, flowers die in like bed, three days. Bed what are you going to do with flowers? Get away. This it's got to be silver. It's got to be something with silver in it. That's the 25th year is silver. The first year is paper. The 50th year is gold. But if you make it 50 years, you're so damn old. I mean, what are you going to do with the gold anyway? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think you, I think you should actually do something legitimately nice for her. That would be a nice gesture on your part. Yeah, well, then I probably won't do it. All right, you yeah. want to get in part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been sticking genius one. Uh, yeah, I noticed none of our listeners came up with any good suggestions on what I should buy my wife. Because they know you're not going to listen to but them. They, they, but they know they, they, they certainly come up with good suggestions um, when I get something wrong and what I should go do to myself. Then then it's plenty to go ahead and put out there. Okay. All right, um, uh, who has a suggestion? Who who's, who has one? One. I I got one. The Sager, what do you got? The there Sager. is one obvious anniversary gift to your wife. What? A trip to Micronesia. Oh, yeah, a trip to Micronesia. <laughs> you should. You should go. It's like eight thousand miles. You'll be right next to each other the whole way, all the time there, all the way back. You never took that trip that you won on the game show. This is uh, perfect. The newlywed game. You show. should. You yeah. should call that in. I mean, there's got to be somebody that worked there. There's got to be somebody that can that can set that thing that up for you. That was twenty three years ago. We were on the newlywed show. Yeah. And I was looking good, large and in charge, full head of hair, good-looking young guy. Of course I was DeSager, yeah. what is Beth's favorite restaurant? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> you still remember that answer. Yeah, because it was, was the I worst just a answer dope. That the I gave the worst. Was, I just, was. It was his past tense, Arnie. I was I was I just froze in front of the cameras, I think is what it was. Cindy just, Brady syndrome. Yes. <laughs> what what is Arnie, what is Beth's fa- favorite restaurant? Pizza! Pizza! Pizza. Pizza. He goes, well, they may serve pizza there, Artie. I go, oh, no, they don't even do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> he started this segment with what is Beth's favorite gift. It, Marino signed jersey. <laughs> yes, absolutely. What was the yeah. other one? Your least favorite part of her body? Was that one? Of, was I that said, the yeah, I said her chest. And yeah. she, that wasn't a good answer. The fact that she didn't divorce you on the spot. Well, I uh, thought I was going to get that one right, obviously. That showed see you how bad, it, yeah. See, if, see, once they canceled the Micronesia trip, they should have yeah. paid for her divorce attorney. <laughs> that would have been a nice gesture on their behalf. <laughs> you want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. You know, this was breaking um, as we started the show today. We always get big breaking news on the show. The NBA players perhaps are going to be allowed to not put their last name on the back of their jerseys, and they could have messages for social injustice. Um, 
a lot of people are weighing in on something like this. Very interesting. I'm okay with either way with the names on the back and the message on the uh, below the name or putting the message where it was, where the name was. But I never thought it would come uh, to sports like this because we really have tried to keep politics out of sports. Yep. But I guess that's not possible anymore. Well, and, and the NBA was very proactive in saying, like, we want this conversation to continue while we are in this bubble. Uh, obviously, it all started with this Kyrie Irving phone call about the possibility of, uh, you know, we go into this bubble, all of a sudden people are going to stop talking about these bigger world issues, these right, bigger world right. problems. So the NBA said they were going to do something. I do think it does create a gray area. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. Right. I'm just saying it does create a gray area of, is it only uh, social justice stuff? As you said. What if it's something that isn't a popular opinion? You brought up pro-NRA or whatever, and I don't know if that'd be popular or unpopular, but like, what if it isn't something that falls in line with all this well, stuff? So I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by it, to say the least. What happens if I just want to get a jersey, um, a number 00, whatever, and um, I want to put my own message on the back? Um, suppose people come to the, to the game and they have a message from the other side. Do we make them leave the game because we don't like their message? Or is it fair for everybody to put a different message on the back of their jerseys? I mean, that's something that I'm going to be looking at also. But we don't have fans going to the games. But that's the easy way out, Aaron. You know what I mean? Because, um, you know, if we had fans, then you're going to have to make that decision. And is the NFL going to follow suit? Is baseball going to follow suit? Is hockey Going to follow suit is college football going to go ahead and do the same thing, or is this just going to be exclusive to the NBA? Dude, I think I do think it's a slippery slope. I do, I really do. And you bring up uh, people putting messages, and I'm pretty sure you could just get a customized jersey if you really wanted it. But um, and I think the other thing too is you want the balance of the players clearly want the social justice issues still at the forefront. But let's not forget, we tune into sports to be entertained, to be distracted from the real right. world. And where do you find that balance if you're the broadcast crew, if you're part of the the, the broadcast itself of we want to be respectful of these guys and, and their opinions on what's going on outside the world, but we also have a job to do to call this game and where do we draw the line? Not a lot of easy answers at this moment. Do you think there's going to be any popular athletes that will become somewhat unpopular because of the message on the back? Or yeah. um, do you think that's not going to happen at all? I don't think it's going to happen at all because you know anybody that that so the thing is right so anything that goes on the back of the jersey would be pre-thought out premeditated all that stuff and and I just think most people understand if you say something that is going to be quote unquote not popular is going to be a lot of backlash and I do think that that is one kind of general problem with our entire conversation about some of these topics you know you go back to the Drew Brees stuff from a few weeks ago he had a different opinion than other people maybe he wasn't as educated as he should have been but it is in fact just an opinion I, I didn't find anything that he said insanely offensive and so you do wonder if there's somebody from the basket world that has a moment like that with this situation. I want to know what happens if you order a jersey from the NBA. Um, can you get the name on the back? Can you get the message on the back? Can you change the message on your back? You're obsessed on the with back. Um, well, just a few things on that. And also, I mean, it's not like I can order a LeBron jersey and put, I could put my own name on the back, but I can't order a LeBron jersey and put, um, I don't know, Anthony Davis on the back, can I? I? I don't even know if the NBA will allow you to do that. So I'm wondering if you put conflicting messages 
um, how the NBA will handle mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I don't. Done. I think the NBA. I think they'll probably monitor everything. But again, I think outside of the, um, I, I just think it's a fascinating conversation about. Yeah. Like we said, we're trying to keep politics out of sports at times, but this is jumping right into it. So. Not really breaking news, but I guess we should bring it up. The Clippers signed Joe Kim Noah um, for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. so they'll go ahead and get a little a little added depth. Who do, their you, team. who do you like, by the way? Who who do you like? Who do you think is going to win? Because you said you don't believe the Lakers are going to win. No, no, you no, just no. Said I, the Lakers are the third. The Lakers are the third favorite. I think they're actually behind Toronto and Milwaukee. But of course, coming out of the East is easier. Um, I think the Celtics could make a run coming out of the Eastern Conference. I like them. They're a deep team. Fresh, they got a lot young. of scores on that team. And I'm still with the Lakers. Um, obviously I'm cognizant about what the Clippers can do, and they've got some great teams over there in the West, but I still think the the Lakers are the team to beat out of the West. The Lakers-Celtics championship I, I could see going on there. Yeah, I, I still like the Clippers. Um, I think, you know, getting those guys that extra rest as far as Kawhi and Paul George, uh, you know, not even necessarily needing it because they're younger than a LeBron Anthony Davis, but I am so fired up. I will say this. like I Who said, has the benefit, the old guys or the young guys? See, see, I think everyone's saying the old guys, but I think it could be the young guys because the old yeah. guys, it takes a while to really ramp your body back up. So You know, it's like playing pickup basketball. The old guys, after like three, four games, you're kind of slowing down. Next thing you know, you get five young guys on the court. They just boat race you off and like, whoa. What the heck happened there? They had all these energy and their legs are fresh, you know? Well, and I would say, too, don't forget, I mean, some of these guys, by, by now they're back in kind of quote-unquote game shape, but, I mean, a lot of these guys were out of the gym for two, two and a half, three weeks, maybe four weeks, maybe a month, maybe six weeks. Um, and so the thing that I think we overestimate, or underestimate, excuse me, is that these guys in the off season, under a normal circumstance, they're still taking care of their body, they're still training, they're still in a gym, a lot of these guys were not in a gym for an extended period of time. So, again, to me, it feels like it would favor the young, kind of nimble teams, the deep teams, like you said. But we're going to find out here soon. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You get a hold of us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Coming up next, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. We'll check in, see what's going on in Vegas and how the sports books are doing. That's coming up next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, you see, include your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. you got to learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stick of Genius One. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's our buddy Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas. So we check with him now. Bernie, how is it going out there in Vegas, my friend? Well, first of all, you guys are killing it tonight, man. That's my favorite Seinfeld episode. Remember the scene in the diner when George walks up to the girl and says, I couldn't help but notice you were looking in my direction. She goes, yeah, you ordered the same thing I did. He goes, I'm George. I'm unemployed, and I live with my parents. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Victoria. Hi. And it was on. So anyway, guys are killing I love it. it. Uh, 
Big week in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the day clubs are starting to open. The pools are open. Hey, we get to wear masks now. That's kind of cool, right? Wow. Kind of like uh, your favorite catcher, Carlton Fisk. You have to wear. And you have the, to wear it all over the place, right? Not like well, anytime said, you're really. in an indoor retail facility or a public facility, yes, you have to have it. Is on. it only the Caesars properties, or is it all of them now? No, I, I don't. It's every building. So if you go oh, into wow. a okay. supermarket, if you go into a you know a retail store, a restaurant, whatever the case may be, you you got to have one on. So it's all right. Uh, Westgate Super Contest started signups this week, but the big thing is with baseball back, a couple of big developments. First of all, it's kind of an expensive week for the sports books because. They have to refund all the Major League player props, win total props, division winner props. Right. They were all made prior to last March. However, if you're holding a World Series ticket from last March, that's still alive because they will still crown a champion. So that's alive. But one of the things they got out in front of this week, wasting no time, was putting on the board some pretty clever props. There's three that really stick out in my mind. But, well, can I just one, ask you real quick, Bertie, if you have a ticket to win a World Series from the beginning of the year – Chances are it's it's not a very good one because you're not getting great odds with the favorites and the long shots. You can get a better deal now, or is that not true? Well, it depends on yeah. the team, Arnie. I mean, if you had one on the Dodgers and Yankees, they haven't moved at all. They're, they're about the same. If you had one on the Tampa Bay Rays, it went down because we think that this schedule with 60 games favors Tampa Bay, and I'll get back to that. And then there's some other teams like the Colorado Rockies. You could have got way better value now. So for the most part, they're all about the same. But the key is because they will crown a champion, the World Series prop bet you made back in March is going to hold. But these other new props are pretty cool. Uh, if you think the home run champion will have more than 20, you bet the over. If you think it'll be under 20, you bet the under. Over or 20 the on that, yeah. Yeah, or the team with the most wins, 39 and a half. Now, in 1878, by the way, they played a 60-game season, and the Boston entrant had 41 wins. So there could be a team that gets hot. And then this week, they're going to release other props like the first to X amount of RBIs, the first to X amount of pitching wins, stolen bases. But here's one prop that really caught my eye. Will there be a 400-hitter? In 2020, yes, plus 800. Wow. No, minus 1,100. Now, I'm going to tell you why I think that's a really good bet to take a flyer on. Since 1941, when Ted Williams last hit 400, he hit 406 and 41. Since then, 19 players in the major leagues have batted 400 over any random 60-game stretch. Look at you, burn. I love to so continue. it's reasonable to believe that somebody could get hot over a 60-game stretch and bat 400. But how many and games they, does he have to play in, though? How many at-bats? You know, you know that's, an ex- that's an excellent point because in Major League Baseball, you have to have 502 plate appearances. Right. You know what, Arnie? You see, you're too smart. We got to get you out here, right? <laughs> I will find that out, but uh, yeah, and I'm sure there is some sort of minimum. That's an. There's got to be a minimum, yeah. But, that which yeah. makes it easier to bat 400, though. If you if it says if it's just um, I don't know, like 150 at bats, it makes it a lot easier, or something like that. Well, I'm sure they've calibrated it somehow because for yeah. any of these bets to be live, there has to be 58 games completed. That I okay. know for sure. Okay? okay, but in terms of individual, that's an excellent question. And you talked about the long shots. Look. The reason we like the Tampa Bay Rays so much is they're incredibly deep. Every every team in this 
truncated season is going to carry a 30-man roster and a 60-man player pool. The Rays are incredibly deep. They have a lot of advantages. They've got a lot of depth and roster flexibility. They've got the top-ranked farm system in baseball. They've got an incredibly strong bullpen, plenty of quality arms that are going to start, and so they can withstand and replace players if there are injuries. Tampa Bay, I think, is a really solid bet. So are the Texas Rangers, who you can get at 70-1. to Now, you could have got them at 85-1 to back in March, but the truth of the matter is they were already a popular off-season bet in the betting markets before any of this happened because they run it out the rotation behind Mike Miner and Lance Lynn. They got Cloy Kluber in the trade, and they opened up their free agent person. They got Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles. Plus, they're moving into a new stadium, which is going to be hitter-friendly, and everybody forgets they were 30-20 and 20 down the stretch in their last 50 games last season. Texas looks good. Boston looks like a real fagazi. You can get them at wow. 46 to 1, but I got to tell you, first of all, Chris Sale not only underwent Tommy John surgery, so yeah. he's out. This is an incredible ragtag starting pitching staff. You got Eduardo Rodriguez, a banged up Nathan Eovaldi, Colin McHugh, who's injured every other week. Then they <laughs> signed Martin Perez. I don't know who he is, and a 29 year old journeyman named Ryan Weber. There's your starting pitching staff in yeah. Boston. <laughs> That's incredible, Burn. A lot of, lot of really, really good information there. Speaking of player props or props in general, I saw some stuff came out for the hometown. The hometown Raiders. I drove by the stadium today. It looks unbelievable. Uh, tell us about the Raider props. Yeah, some really good stuff. Credit Circa Sportsbook last Tuesday. They released all kinds of props, like, for instance, their exact win total, okay? If you think they're going to win seven wins or get seven wins, you can get them at plus 425. Ooh. If you think they're going to win eight wins, plus 475, all the way up seven, eight, nine, ten. If you think they're a 10-win team, you can get them at plus 850. Every wow. other total is 10 to 1 or higher. Here's what's also kind of cool. If you think the Raiders are going to go 16-0, that'll pay 500 to 1. If you think they're going to go 0-16, that pays 300 to 1. Then there's a bunch of individual player props. This I find curious. Derek Carr, TD passes, over, under, 17 and a half. That's not much. No, that that's not much that, at all, yeah. That tells you that Marcus Mariota is waiting in the wings, doesn't it? Derek that Carr interceptions, only 8 and a half. And then you've got various other props. One I do like, Lynn Bowden Jr., the Swiss Army knife out of Kentucky, who was all-world in the bowl game, even punched a guy before the game and didn't get caught. <laughs> he did. His rushing and receiving yards, 375 and a half. That's it. That's what, 20, 25, 30 yards a game? And he's a game-breaker type player, and I think when they put him on the field, he's going to be an impact guy. To me, that seems like an easy over. Bernie, before we let you go, um, anybody rushing out to – bet the NBA right now because the individual game lines have come out, right? And oh, yeah. They're, first of all, they didn't lower the over-unders. They're, like the Lakers Clippers still 219, 222, Memphis, Portland. I'd be betting the unders, but anybody running out to bet any of these games or no? Yeah, I think there's already a lot of action coming in on the Clippers. The lines wow. moved a point, and I'm going to tell you why. You, and, Aaron, I think you'll back me up on this. I actually think the Avery Bradley thought loss I think it's big. is significant. Yeah. He not, he not only brings defensive savvy and a mental toughness, he's a starter, all right? They don't have that much margin of error. So I like this Clipper team. They're 10 deep. They play crazy defense. I love Doc Rivers. They're going to swarm, you know, LeBron James like a rented mule. I like the Clippers in that game. I think they come out of the gate and are, thump them. Are you waiting for anything specific when baseball comes back or anything in the NBA for the playoffs, or you just want to see how it goes at first and see what's happening? Uh, no, I'm going to be very, very cautious. We talked about this on our show last week. 
There's just so many unknowns with the oddball sort of unique one-off seasons. And whether you're in a bubble or you're playing in front of no fans, you just don't understand the dynamic yet till they actually start to play. I would suggest folks be very cautious. What about, um, like, is there, Arnie and I have been talking about this for weeks, and is there one in the NBA, not team, but type of team that should be favored, not favored, young, old, experienced? Like, like where do you guys see the edge when the NBA comes back in the bigger picture? Well, we talked about this a couple of shows ago, that it's hard to look past Milwaukee and their roster continuity and their path out of the East should be slightly easier than the path out of the West, although I know some folks like Miami, and I know some some folks like the Boston Celtics. To win Celtics. the East? Miami? People like yeah. Miami to win the East? Yeah. Wow, okay. yeah, there, a there's long a shot. lot of Yeah, yeah it, again, you're right, Arnie. It's a long shot, but I think when they take the court, they're going to see what's in front of them. they got enough mentally tough guys. They can be like a cockroach in a plate of spaghetti, fall in and mess it up for somebody else. There's no pressure <laughs> oh, on them. But I'll tell you this. I want to go back to baseball for just a second because, yeah. Arnie, you've talked about long shots. I really think one of them's going to come in. I don't know if they'll win it all. And here's why. The best analogy I can give you, and this is why you're going to see something odd. There's a beauty of the 162-game season. Weaknesses are, are exposed. The analogy is if, you were gonna, if an amateur golfer was to play a professional golfer, but it was only a four-hole match, well, that amateur could get hot, birdie two or three holes. Of course. And that, you know, that pro might have a bogey. Now, over 18 holes, the hole's gonna pre- the pro is going to prevail. But in a short match like that, anything could happen. Bob Costas once beat Tiger Woods on a hole. 160-yard par three. Costas stuck his drive two feet from the hole, tapped it in for a birdie. Tiger Woods parred. Costas bragged about that for a while. Got a laugh out of it. But there's your point. In a short sample, anything can happen. We expect that to happen in baseball this year. You get a young, hungry team who's not going to have to worry about the dog days of August when they're wiped, they're wearing out and they're not used to playing 162 games. For a short 60-game season, they could get hot. And I think you got to watch for that. He's Bernie Fratto. We'll be on at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. It's a must listen, Bernie. Always a pleasure, my friend. We'll be listening at the top of the hour. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, thank, thank you, Thank you. Bernie Fratto joins us every Saturday night, top of the hour, a must listen. Let's see what's trending. We'll check in with DeSager one final time. What's going on, DeSager? You know, with baseball, there were 40 or 50 complete games thrown a year ago. Are there going to be any this year? Um, it seems like if yeah. you don't have a bullpen, how are you going to be going far? Because those starters are not going to be going long initially. A three weeks worth of practice, not a full spring training for the pitchers. By the way, as we mentioned earlier, players start arriving at their training sites Wednesday. It'll be July 1st already. But remember, an MLB rule change starting this year, three batter minimum for all pitchers. That's right. Unless the inning ends or, you know, unless there's an injury or illness where they have to take them out. But the Yankees reportedly will open the season next month at Washington. The MLB short schedule likely not announced until next week, according to The Athletic. By the way, we do have a final on FS2. The Brisbane Lions in Aussie Rules football Woo. just dominated tonight, 83-46. to 46. No. <laughs> Backdoor cover, backdoor cover. Uh, yeah, it was like a, was kind a, of a half Arizona yeah. Wildcats, half Brisbane <laughs> Lions there. Uh, I'll give you I half so, credit. Yes. Uh, FS1 is supposed to have a game in two and a half hours, by the way, 4 wow. a.m. Eastern, so also live. And we do have an update from the state of Mississippi this evening that you remember the two new college football coaches there were part of that big group asking for this, and it 
has happened. The state House and the state Senate in Mississippi both voted this afternoon to remove the Confederate battle emblem from the state flag. What's next is a rules committee, a commission that's going to be formed to establish a flag that does not include the emblem. So then, with this new design, they'll get one replacement idea that'll be on the ballot, and in November... Mississippi voters will have the choice to accept or decline that new state flag. But nice. today, the House passed needing two-thirds majority, passed the flag bill 85 to 34. It moved to Mississippi State Senate, needing two-thirds approval. It passed 36 to 14. Nice. As for the Major League Baseball, I mentioned it's a 60-game regular season due to start July 23rd. Players will start arriving Wednesday, but that schedule for regular season will be regional. No East versus West, for example. Each team will start the season with up to 30 active players on the roster, plus 30 others in their player pool who will practice at an alternate site. The Dodgers will probably have USC as an alternate site, for example. And then if students start arriving there, they can move the alternate site to the A-ball team they have in Southern California, east of L.A. But MLB has mapped out 66 days for this 60-game regular season. Spring training sites are closed due to the virus. There will be COVID-19 testing every other day. Those not likely to play would sit in the stands. No fans there, after all, or sit in some other designated area at least six feet apart. The Under Armour story and the details, that company's trying to break its 15-year deal with UCLA, a deal that's potentially worth $280 million, the largest apparel contract in college sports. The company says it's not been receiving the marketing benefits from the deal for an extended period of time. Now, Under Armour says it has already, past tense, decided to discontinue the partnership with UCLA, saying it is exercising its right to terminate the contract. Nike, a rival, had a 15-year deal with Michigan worth about $170 million, and a 15-year deal with Texas then worth $250 million, and then a Nike 15-year deal with Ohio State worth $250 mil plus. Then Under Armour came along at a 280 with UCLA. Well, we should say on paper 280 because... And you know UCLA is going to fight this, but Under Armour says, yeah, we're done with you. Oh, Ke- wow. Kevin Harvick won today's NASCAR race at Pocono. Now, there was about an hour late with that event starting because of the earlier rain, which took care of the truck series race. So that makes a NASCAR triple header on FS1 tomorrow, starting with the trucks race at 930 Eastern, then the Xfinity, then another Cup Series race, the Pocono 350, due to start 4 p.m. Eastern time Sunday on FS1. There's a chance of rain there in the afternoon in Pennsylvania, but this is the first time three NASCAR National Series races will all be held on the same day at the same track. That's coming up tomorrow. Brendan Todd was the golf leader in Connecticut. Going to the final round, he's up two strokes over Dustin Johnson. Each player shot third round 61. Phil Mickelson shot 71 today, so he fell to a tie for seventh place, six back. Roy McIlroy down to a tie for 18th. Jordan Spieth tied for 49th with Jason Day, who shot 69 despite playing the round alone after an early virus test, which was negative. He requested it. And the Women's Soccer League started its month-long tournament in Utah today, the first team sport in this country to return to play. Another record for the state of Florida, by the way. You know, it's not just the Arizona spring training sites that are closed for cleaning. Florida as well. That state has set COVID-19 case records this week. It was 8,900 in one day a couple of days ago, and now the new one it's just broken that record, nearly 9,600 cases in Jeez. one day. Mm. Now, as far as actual deaths from the virus, as a comparison, I mentioned Japan's baseball league started a week ago. Japan is a country about 1,000 deaths from the virus. Argentina, about 1,200, and South Africa, 2,400. 
state of Florida, 3,400 dead from the virus in one state. So they're definitely in top 10 in this country in that awful category. As we say at some point every weekend, point number one, this is not the end of civilization. Point number two, it is a virus that has no vaccine and may not this year. So do take it seriously. Thank you. Thank you to Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now, Torres, we both saw this earlier in the week. Barstool Sports put out their 20 most difficult sports feats to accomplish. Number one was winning the Triple Crown. Um I think I would have picked a, a bunch of other stuff before winning the triple crown would have been the number one most difficult sports feat in sports. You know what I mean there, Torres? Uh, yeah, I would say this, and I think number two was a 100-point basketball game, right? Yeah, scoring 100 points in the game like Wilt did. So I know it's not an exact statistical, no. but when you have 13 horses that have won the triple crown and one, one player in the history of the NBA – with all the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of games played, how is that not number one? Yeah. Or how is the Triple Crown ahead? Uh, number three was four Super Bowl appearances in a row, I guess like the Buffalo Bills, right? Sure. Um, so they had that. Number four was hitting a 7-10 split. Is hitting a 7-10 split that tough? Sure. It's a little bit of tough, but you get lucky and just like, you know, fire the ball and hope the pin just splatters to the other side, don't you? I feel like if you're a professional, you can pull that off pretty. I don't not. I don't want to say easily, but it, it's done. I feel like pretty regularly. So six has got to be the toughest. Winning, um, what is it? Eight gold medals in an Olympics, which was what Mark Spitz did that uh, for swimming. That's got to be near impossible to do something like that. You know? Yeah. There's some like I don't know who put together this list, but yeah, yeah the number not a very good one. That's why we wasted time on it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's so. And listen, I you know we all we're just giving out our opinions and we're all doing our best. But uh, let's just say there's a lot I disagree with. By the way, I'm looking at Michael Phelps really quick. It looks like he won six seven uh, somewhere along the way. Yeah, I don't know if he had as many as Mark Spitz though. I'm not yeah. sure about that. Number ten was getting an unassisted triple play. Um, you don't get to see that a whole heck of a lot. But again, um, you do still see it. Um probably what once every couple seasons i never see a hole in one i don't know how many golf tournaments i've watched in my life uh, but i never see a hole in one ever happen i feel like i feel i don't know i i just think the triple crown just should not be number one that's that's my only argument <laughs> anything else i can i could think of a hundred things that i i could put at number one as legitimately how about batting 400 we just talked about it with bernie well, how about winning 30 games something like that but go ahead Matter of fact, Jared uh, gets in. He's from Norman, Oklahoma. I think he's a meteorologist. Uh, says, regarding the possibility of a 400 average in this year in baseball, in order to qualify for the batting title, a player needs 3.1 plate appearances per scheduled or 502 plate appearances over 162-game schedule. Should be 186 plate appearances minimum than for 60 games. I said 150, so I was close there. Not bad for off the top of my head. That Arizona education showing there. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, yeah, that Arizona but education. That, that, that was good one. I came up pretty close. Yeah. You see, but that's my point. If all you need is 186, I think that's a great um, bet by Bernie. But go ahead, go ahead. I mean, no, I mean, if, if you, you know, you get somebody who's maybe get 200 at bats, he gets hot. He's batting 400. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe he doesn't play. Um. There you go. Now you're getting eight to one for something like that. I just want to say, I know that we say it all the time. 
Bernie puts – I hope everybody listening appreciates how much time that Bernie puts into not only his yeah. show but coming on to our segments because something like that is something I would have never thought of in a million years, and he said whatever it was 20 times or whatever over a, over a 60-game sample size, it's happened. And it's just like this guy puts in so much work. I hope everybody appreciates how hard he works. So. Well, what about the credit for me when I asked him a question? He goes, that's a great question. I didn't know the answer there. How about that? Well, that is a broken clock being right twice a day. Wow. Bernie just works hard. You're kind of, eh, take it or leave it. By the way, Michael Phelps did get eight gold medals in 2008. Oh, he did get eight gold medals. But still, it is insanely rare, to your point. I would bet that when Bernie was giving the over-unders, did he say 20 home runs right around there? 20, I think it was. Um, I would definitely go it over 20, wouldn't you, in 60 games? Because I think the pitchers... One every three. Are, well, the pitchers are going to be behind. I feel they're going to be behind the hitters, in a way, kind of like... Um, defense or offense in the NFL, I think the pitchers are going to come out real slow. There's going to be a lot of high-scoring games. I think we'll see a lot of home runs. And plus, remember now, we're in, we'll be in July, yep, August, yep. where the weather's good, good. so yeah. the ball's going to fly. It's not like it's in April where the ball doesn't fly with the cold weather. You know? It's really funny because my, when we were driving out to Vegas this week, me and my, my buddy actually asked me, he goes, well, how do you think baseball is going to be impacted? And he had a theory, and he's just a kind of a casual gambler, but he said something about, well, I, I would think that it would be advantage to the pitchers. And I said, I actually think it's advantage to the hitters for all the reasons you mentioned, uh, uh, Arnie, the cold weather not being a factor, uh, just th- them not having a full offseason to ramp up and it's like we were saying with the NBA the other day or another a minute ago is NBA players in a normal offseason are working out the whole time and they weren't able to do that for a big part of this quarantine it's the same with these baseball players who especially the pitchers I don't think got a chance to throw and really build up that arm strength he's Aaron Torres I'm Arnie Spanier Aaron underscore Torres I'm in stinking genius one we'll come back interesting thing going on with the San Francisco Giants you'll love this that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. Uh, Getting a lot of text in. I want to get to this one. Brandon wants to know what happens if somebody does hit 400. Does it uh, break the record as a count toward somebody Uh else batting 400? I'm going to say no on that um, because it's a 60-game season. Though I guess if somebody had a 56-game hitting streak, that would break the tie the record. I you know, so maybe I shouldn't be so fast to say that though, Torres. That'd be insane. Fifty six game hitting streak because that'd basically be a hit every game in the yeah. entire season. <laughs> but uh, it's in the summertime and the and the pitchers could be off to a slow start. That could be very uh, attainable. But I will say this though, is I actually think that it is going to be a fascinating sports talk debate conversation. Yeah. If somebody is in the mix the last whatever week, ten days of the season. Now it's gonna be such a short season that the conversation would be very short but I think that'd be a really interesting kind of does that count is it official not is it official but like is it really the record but not really so we'll see um Scrandoff says pitchers have the advantage early because hitters timings will be off for weeks seeing live pitching from opponents is hard to simulate at home I understand that but I don't think the pitchers Arm strength, I agree, is going to be nearly what it is, and and what they're going to get what like three weeks in, but there's a big difference 
um, between picking it up and getting it back out there than uh, doing it in spring training, you know? I agree. By the way, I think Mike Smith had the best tweet tonight. He, he, you know, you're, you referenced that your 25th wedding anniversary is coming yes. up, that you're going to buy her a Dan Marino jersey that just so happens to be the same size that you wear. <laughs> uh, and Mike Smith says the only gift the stinking genius could get Beth that she would like is a mute button for him. Yeah, she tries that, but it only works on the TV, so she can't really do anything about that. Um, Maller Prop, I guess I've been Maller, Maller Malicious, says Ernie. Uh, I've been called worse. <laughs> Regarding the over-under 20 home runs, I agree. The over looks good. Often hitters slow down during the dog days of summer after 400 bats or so. That won't happen this year. Also, some games may be played in minor league parks or smaller college fields. Didn't think about that. That's a good point. The fields may be – are they going to – I thought they were going to play on the home fields. Yeah. Why wouldn't they do that? Would they? Uh, now, I know some of the spring training, like the – the Red Sox were going to play some at like Boston College or something like that, but I thought all the games would be played in Major League ballparks. Toronto, there was talks about them playing in uh, where the Buffalo Bison play, though. That's one I heard of, though. Yeah, no, that's a, it, it's fascinating. Whether it's from a betting perspective, whether it's from just you know kind of watching and consuming these sports, we are in for just an unprecedented time, and that's really how we open this show, Arnie. Is I was really thinking about how cool this NBA thing is going to be four or five games a day to start the season. Um, and I think it, it, it just brings up so many, I think, really fun. Now that we're getting back into it, I think the questions and conversations are becoming really fun. The San Francisco Giants are letting you go to the games, not in person. They're going to let you have a cardboard cutout of yourself. I've sent one into myself without a shirt on because I <laughs> always wanted to be shirtless at a game. So I, I've sent that in. You like that idea or what? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's what I, I Not mean, me being shirtless, just sending in the, yeah. the that, cutout. That yeah. idea I definitely don't <laughs> like. Um, no, it's one. I mean, I, I have no strong opinion on it. I mean, well, it, I mean, suppose you're giving the finger or something like that. I mean, they don't want anything like that, do they? Yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah, I would think, well, no, they don't want that. Um, and, and, I, and I wonder if there's a screening or, you know, it's kind of like the conversation that we had a minute ago about the uh, names on the back of the jerseys with the NBA, and they're now allowing uh, social justice things to be printed on the back of the T-shirt. Where do you draw the line? I, I'm sure the San Francisco Giants are having those same conversations about those cutouts. Yeah, and the, they'll cost money if you're not a season ticket holder. So um, we'll see what happens. One last thing, Mike says, hey, great show tonight. Astros will go 40-20. and 20. Uh, this so, season, listening down there in Houston. Really quick, I was yeah. actually thinking about this, is does it help the Astros, who are not going to be playing in front of fans? Remember, they were going to be the bad boys of baseball. Yeah. Now there's no fans. Does it help them? Of course it does. We were still going to boo them. We won't forget. Uh, let's wrap it up. Thanks to Laker Don, our technical director. Of course, Buffalo Bills Bo filling in for Buffalo Bills Eric Roberts. How about that? The Sager on the updates. Torres, of course, my partner. I'm back tomorrow, same bad time, with Chris Plank, 8P to 11P on the uh, Pacific, 11P to 2A Eastern. Coming up next, top of the hour, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, a must-listen to. Bernie will take you through all the stuff going on out there in Vegas. They are back and having a good time out there. See you tomorrow right here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.